And welcome everyone to Ian Hates Movies. This is the summer movie edition. My name is Ian. And my name is Tristan. Welcome, first of all, Tristan. Thank you. Uh, Kelly, like I had mentioned before, guys, she is off away on assignment. Big time jet setter. You know, you know how Kelly rolls. Yeah. So Tristan is going to be joining me for the next two weeks, and mm-hmm. we're going to continue our summer movie series, basically, where last week was Starship Troopers. I, I consider that a summer movie. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why. And then today we're going to do the Mighty Ducks, well, trilogy, technically, mm-hmm. but focus on D2. Yes. And then next week we're going to be doing Sandlot trilogy, but focusing on the first one, obviously. Ob- that's, obviously. That's the best one. That's yeah. But today is kind of unique because I think D2 is one of those very rare occasions where you can say the sequel is better than the original. Absolutely. Especially since they're they're representing our country and they're taking on the world. <laughs> and right, it's, a, it's a great uh, time to do this podcast. It's very timely since Iceland did so well in the Euros. Which Mandy and I mentioned last, last week. <laughs> We told the uh, I told the brief story about how we went to Liverpool and met Team Iceland, yes, and how I hated them because they were wearing the they were wearing the embroidered team jackets and they were sponsored and it seemed like they were the bad guys. But then once we met them, they were like the <laughs> nicest guys ever and really made that trip. So they were the fun. Hawks, yeah, they were <laughs> they were nice, but then turned out to be good guys, yeah. So it worked out perfectly. So yeah, that was that was a fun time. So yeah, you're absolutely right. This is a good time to be doing this. Uh, now, Tristan, why don't you tell me a little backstory about how this movie set kind of shaped your childhood a little bit? Because I think that's the big thing for us is this movie was huge when we were children. Yes, I was actually really excited to be invited to come on specifically to do this movie. This is one of my favorite movies from my childhood. Nice. I watched it for the first time at my cousin's uh, Abraham's up in L.A. Uh, he was very much into hockey, and he was a big Mighty Ducks fan as they lived near Anaheim, and the franchise had just started as a result of the first movie. Right. So um, I had seen the second one. I just really was swept up in the old uh, Us versus Iceland deal. <laughs> Sure. Well, I mean, you had them versus the Hawks, and then you know every every childhood movie like that, like the Giants had the Cowboys. Yes, yes. and <laughs> the kids from the Big Green had the that know, team that beat them seventeen to nothing yeah. in the first game. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So just a storyline of how you know, yeah. as we'll get into it, the coach you know starts to sell out, starts to intermingle with the enemy. Yes, all doesn't the, realize uh, how it's uh to his detriment. Yes, yeah. They they never do. They never they never yeah. tend to. But I think the one movie that negates all that uh, that we'll talk about next week is Sandlot. Because yeah. Sandlot, they don't have any competition. Yes. That's, <laughs> well, for a brief five-minute clip, which is awesome, because uh, you had uh, the ham, what's his name? Oh, yes. The Hambino just Bino. talking shit. Yeah. And we'll, we will get to that, <laughs> yeah. obviously, next week. But yeah, they that team is not a challenge to yeah. them, which is the funny part. Yeah. So yeah, we'll They're get to jobbers. that. They're jobbers. Yeah, they are <laughs> That's absolutely true. But yeah, for this, for these movies, it's always the same. There's always one team that kicks their ass early on, mm-hmm. and then they have to work back to get them in whatever final or whatever yeah. major match that, you know, whatever. Yeah. And in addition, this movie really got me into hockey, actually. I actually bought uh, or had my asked my mom to get me for Christmas um, a few sticks and a goal, and sooner or later, I had... Um, Three of my friends and I were just playing hockey in our uh, apartment uh, cul-de-sac or parking lot. So I would say the cars would be the sideboards. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Hardly any dents. I don't think we put that many. But Not this, not yeah. at, like D2? Where oh, the- <laughs> no. Oh, which we'll get into. I have a point about that. 
But yeah, there there was a vinyl goalie that you strapped up, so you only had the four. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think you've seen that, and then yes, you had the absolutely. five hole, the four corners. Yeah, I will say this is probably because I'm trying to think. Besides a movie like Miracle. You know, a movie like Goon isn't going to get people into right. hockey. You know, slapstick, not so I much either. Say, but, slapstick. but it, you know, it's a comedy. This was one of those movies that hockey needed because they needed kids to start playing. And this was the type of movie trilogy yeah. to get people into hockey. Because what other things? I mean, you don't need a basketball movie as a kid to get into basketball. Yeah. You don't need a football movie as a kid to get into football. It's just those kind of things are kind of... You just pick up a ball and you go out and play. Hockey is way more involved. You need a lot of equipment. Right. You always need a lot of stuff for it. So we're clearly not from New England because that's a way of life here. Like, yeah. Whenever I'd referee these uh, youth soccer teams, it was off soccer one day and then hockey the next. Right. Right. So they're used to it. But this also indirectly started a uh, fad in inline skating. Yes, it did. And roller hockey. I I fell into that fad. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> no doubt about it. I as a kid, I actually played ice hockey. I also played roller hockey. The thing that people need to understand if they watch these movies is being an inline skater does not make you better at oh, ice yeah. hockey. <laughs> it's not like puck handling, sure, maybe, right. but not skating because it's two completely different yeah. things. You're breaking completely different. Completely differently. The way you your momentum shifts is completely different. Yeah. Uh, but my dad got me into Mighty Ducks because he was a big hockey fan. Yeah. Uh, now I only played for when I was a kid, you know, and that was while I was doing basketball american football soccer like i was doing every sport i love that you said american football and then soccer yeah then I, played, then I said soccer yeah i just i don't know i don't know who's actually listening to this where they would be mad if i said football or they'd be mad if i said soccer and i just i don't know i think sometimes it gets a little pretentious to say football here because no one everyone's gonna think you're saying american football sure so i just why even bother it's soccer like yes i i still know more about all of that stuff that most people do. So if you're going to challenge me on it, you know what I mean? Like, and you know I know I, I'm yeah. thinking of people right now that you're specifically calling out. About oh, that, <laughs> by the way, if you're, li- well, I hope you're, you're listening. We'll see if they're listening. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but yeah, it's. I think with the with the multitude of people that listen to the show, most people will probably be more familiar with soccer than they are. You know, mm-hmm. calling it football and then expecting it to be. So, anyways, that was a little tangent there, which yeah. we do. Yeah, we do. So So I didn't play organized hockey, I just told you, in my apartment complex. But between these movies and uh, the NHL on ESPN, with uh, I think it was Gary Thorne doing the announcing, that that, um, the Colorado Avalanche and Detroit Red Wings rivalry in the 90s really got me into hockey. So yeah, I actually, hockey and soccer were the two big sports that I enjoyed watching on TV as a child. But now, do you watch hockey to this day? Honestly, only when it's the playoffs, just because I don't have time. But yeah. I still believe the NHL, in terms of American sports, is the best postseason. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think hockey is fun to go to a live game. Yeah. Like I think that's probably one of the better ones. But I, I dropped off for sure. Yeah. It was really just about these movies. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's what it ended up being for me. But yeah, these movies, this is something that definitely helped hockey. I, I'm surprised that they either haven't made another sequel or tried to reboot this franchise. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because they're just like fine with hockey being where it is now. Or they haven't done a Home Alone 4 or 5 where it's just straight to video. I think they have. I think they did a Home Alone 4. No, they have. But I'm oh, saying okay. they haven't done a Mighty Ducks version where <laughs> sure. it's just straight to VHS. Well, wait, wait. Wasn't D3 wasn't released in Oh, yeah, it was. Was it, was it really? Yeah. Holy shit. I don't remember that. Wow. Okay. I I remember. So basically, the years are: it's 1992 for the Mighty Ducks, mm-hmm. 1994 for D2, yes. and 1996 for d3 
That's and, ri- and right there, four years. That's a while. So by the time D3 came along, just... Yeah, I mean, maybe... I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think that was... Oh, no, probably... I, I saw it on cassette. Oh, okay. On All VHS. Right, gotcha. Yeah, on VHS. Yeah, I had to... I, I specifically ordered the DVDs for this one. I see them. Yep, yep. And I given these to a, f- a friend as well who had never seen... He's like 30-something, never seen the Mighty Ducks before. So I bought it. It was like a Christmas gift one time. So I just bought the same one again for myself this time. That's amazing. I mean, I have to... Why do I not have them, I mm-hmm. guess, was my question. Yeah, it's one of those movies from your childhood that you should have. Yeah, because they're not on Netflix. Yeah. So where else are you going to see it? I didn't realize that. I um, rented it on Amazon. Oh, I, you did? Okay. How much was the renting? for? Uh, oh, because you just did D2, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I did too. I just did D2 because we're going to focus more on that one, but we're going to tell the backstories of yeah. Mighty Ducks 1 and D3. And we know the first and the third oh, enough. Yeah, and that's yeah. <laughs> Don't th- worry, listeners. Yeah, there's believe me, we're just not yeah. going scene by scene yeah. on those, that's for sure. But let me let me start off at least by saying Rotten Tomato scores. We always like to do this. So for Rotten Tomatoes for uh Mighty Ducks is fifteen percent. Uh D two is twenty one percent. Ah. And D three is twenty percent. So I don't know That's how D3, surprising. Yeah, I don't know how D3 got higher than than the first one. But I was also surprised. Look, it's a kids movie and everyone's all about kids movies now. Like every single kids movie that comes out ends up being 90% or above on Rotten Tomatoes and they become like the biggest grossing movie of all time every single week they come out. So what happened here that these movies took such a hit? Well, these movies now try to include things to you know, entertain and entice adults too, like inside jokes and stuff. These were straight out kids' movies. Yeah, you're right. There's no real sexual situations yeah. of any kind almost. Like maybe on the third one, yeah. Yeah, they kind of play it a little bit. But I guess that, that fucking kiss in D2 is pretty fucking awkward though. <laughs> we can, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Which is the height of the romantic angle of this movie. Yes, which I'm fine with. I mean, there yes. were almost there was there was almost a kiss at the beginning mm-hmm. and then there was that peck on the cheek weird kiss later on but yeah this movie is not about romance it's not it's literally about the sport and weird things that happen like look none of this stuff would ever help in hockey well okay (laughs) i'm glad you brought that up because like i said this is one of my favorite movies from my childhood but watching it in 2016 with 33 year old eyes The cynical, you know, part of me has a lot of questions that we're yes. going to go over. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to go over those questions. <laughs> well, it, the question I have is, when we were that young watching this movie, why did we not think, oh, why don't we try to be a wrangler? Like, why don't we <laughs> learn how to rope tie? Why don't we learn how to do all these other things that no one seems to oh, ever do in hockey? I would spend, like, 15 minutes or so with a puck or a ball trying to dribble it. Like did you a, try Like that? Dwayne Robertson. as <laughs> Well, I guess I was more like I was more like uh, not Fulton, but uh, Portman, I guess, <laughs> where I was just like jamming out in the hockey stick. You playing. tore your sleeves off your jersey. Oh, damn straight. <laughs> he was before his time. <laughs> he was way before his time. And I love that their music choice was the most watered down, quote unquote, oh, yeah. hard rock metal that you could ever have. That's ever. right, Sam. Yes. Big inside joke between us. Yeah. Well, that's always good for us to make inside jokes yeah. on a podcast so no one knows. <laughs> anyway, so how do you want to, I'm going to ask you, Tristan, how do you want to start this? Because we've been doing our backstories a little bit. Everyone knows, like you should know the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Yeah, you should know it, whether you've seen it or not, and really you should see it because this is something you could definitely show your children as well, 
it, you know, whether you have them or, you know, at some point. I think these are always good kids' movies that still translate to adulthood a little bit. Like, mm. You can still laugh at this shit. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, not ironically. Like, right. No, I completely understand. And some of it was not on purpose. Yeah. But it just, it happened. So, right. how would you like to get started? Should we do the backstory of the Mighty Ducks, the first one? Yeah, we can do a quick synopsis. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to start us off on that one? Yeah. So... I believe we start with first with Gordon Bombay, who is uh, Emilio Estevez. That's a big part. He was a huge star at this point when these <laughs> movies came out. Like yes, Young Guns. Young Guns. Uh, what was that garbage man? Uh, normal working working men or so- something. I don't know. With his brother, Men at he, Work. Men at Work. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, but yeah, this was actually was he the height in of Loaded his Weapon One. Was that him? Lethal Weapon? No, Loaded Weapon was oh, a spoof shit. of Lethal Weapon. Oh, Believe I it did... or not, there was a spoof of Lethal Weapon. I did not even know that. I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Holy shit, what theaters are you going to to have <laughs> D3 and Loaded Weapon? <laughs> the Vogue in Chula Vista, oh, California. Name drop. Wait, is it still there? Um, No, but oh, okay. um, it closed in 2006, but as a kid, you could see three second-rate movies for $10. Oh, well, that's why. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I remember seeing a block of Sleeping with the Enemy... Mannequin 2 oh, and Home Alone. Wow. <laughs> what a block. Yeah, that's strange. I, I always love those movie theaters where they always got everything like two months after they came out in theaters. Yeah. And it was like four bucks. Right. Yeah, something. it's yeah. like that. That's I, I always love that. But now I don't even think those exist anymore. Yeah, because the theaters have to have first run movies for the tech. They can't do second rate anyway because you have to get them straight to DVD. And yeah, to and streaming. now VOD as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, remember as a kid, you would have to wait months after it got out of the theaters for it to come on uh, VHS. Yeah, there was a time where you might only see a movie once because you'll never get a chance to see yeah. it again. That yeah. was it. In 1999 to 2000, I worked at a Hollywood video that was all, oh. still, still all uh, introducing DVDs, but 95% VHS. And now it's all garbage now. Yeah. It's all, it's all garbage. <laughs> well, no, my, my brother... So, he has old Strawberry Shortcake VHS DVD, or VHS tapes that he shows to his daughter. So, his daughter is actually in a Strawberry Shortcake through some, the original VHS tapes that he found from when he was a kid. Wow. That's crazy. Well, hey, I mean, at least it worked out for him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about the money in that situation. There is another story of why he still uses a VCR is what I'm saying. Ah, I gotcha. Okay. All right. We'll leave that for another. All right, so we have Emilio Estevez. He's yeah. Gordon Bombay. He's a lawyer. Yes. Like high stakes lawyer. Yeah, like a dick lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Is he in Minnesota yes, as a lawyer? They're in, okay. Well, no. See, I thought he, yeah, it would have to be Minnesota, but I thought for some reason he was supposed to be like a New York lawyer who got bumped down because of what happens to go back to Minnesota. But how do you, how are you a high- Actually, no, because Ducksworth is in the city. Yeah, it's in the city. So they're right. in Minneapolis. So it is Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah so he works for the Ducksworth firm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like foreshadowing. The firm. Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, so he gets a DUI. <laughs> Which is a great way to start out a kid's movie. <laughs> I do remember it. It's just him driving, I think, with a flask in one hand and his hand, other hand on the steering wheel. Yeah, it was very, very obvious that they were, they were ham-handing it. What do you call it? Ham-handing? Yeah, it up, forcing like it. Yeah, they were very forcing very it. Very WWE. Ah, it. there you go. Yes, well, well put. So yeah, so he's he gets his DUI. You would think since he's a lawyer, he would probably be able to get out of something, you know, right. however. But what he gets is he gets sentenced to community service. Yeah. And he has to go back. And he doesn't get to choose the community service, though. Right. It's chosen for him, which is very yeah. strange. <laughs> so they make him head coach of the Pee Wee 
hockey team, and they're are they're not called the Ducks, right? They're he has District to create, Five. District Five, yes. Yeah. And they have to create. He creates the name Ducks based on Ducksworth yeah. and. Well, and they suck. That. Yes, they are terrible, and they're mostly poor. Like right. that's how they did. It was a lot of class warfare in this movie as <laughs> yes. well. Like it's almost like we're doing the purge. <laughs> <laughs> So lots of lots of plug for a former episode. Um, I'm getting better at the plugs. Getting better at the plugs. So yeah, that's the beginning. That's how they work it, and that's where you meet a young Pacey from Dawson's Creek. (laughs) I in my notes, I have copious notes from the second movie, but all I wrote down was Pacey. I know his name is Charlie. Charlie Conway. Yeah, but I I have a problem calling him Charlie as well. I just call him Pacey. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's Pacey. What are you gonna do? He said it himself in, in on that episode of Dawson's Creek. Those duck movies, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So that's that's the whole setup, right? Mm-hmm. And there's background, like you know, he's a jerk and he hates kids. But the reason why he gets put in charge is because he used to be a star hockey player. Well, I thought that was just a coincidence that he got put in charge of them, thinking that them not realizing he had hockey experience. No, I thought they knew because. They had all those old news clippings of him. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Because Maybe he lost... he'll teach them a thing or two about a thing yeah. or two. He used to be – yeah, exactly. He used to be very good, and then he had that one championship game. Yes, and that yeah. was at the very beginning of the movie. They yes. showed that penalty shot. Um, he was playing for the Hawks. The Hawks, yes. Who we'll find out is there – would become District 5 or the Ducks' nemesis. And he was playing for the head coach who is still, to up to that point, 1992, the coach of the Hawks. Per- right. They seem to put a lot of they seem to put a lot of emphasis on being a coach. Like, was that their his real job? Like all the time? Which that, is funny because we'll get to it later in the second movie. Emilio specifically says, "I can't make a living coaching youth hockey." Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but apparently, that other guy could. Maybe I, I think know. there are some youth soccer coaches, for example, that this isn't their primary job, but for some reason they have a dynasty going in their huh. whatever town they. Yeah, oh, living sure, and sure. coaching. Right. I thought that was why they gave him the job originally. Yeah. Well, the community service was because of that. But that was their that was the Hawks' last loss. Yes. And that kind of led to a spiral of Gordon Bombay not pursuing hockey right. as much as he wanted to. And his father passing away. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sets up the story. I so mean, he knows hockey. He yeah. knows hockey, but he still stopped when he was like nine i don't know i know that is a very young age very very young age and we'll talk about how ridiculous it is later that the career choice that he ends up going with which makes barely any sense as well right so i guess he continued to play hockey by himself we'll say that through college and stuff he just never played for another team that's the thing he had no friends who were like remember how you used to be really good at hockey yeah why don't you do that anymore yeah you want to come play yeah (laughs) you want to be a ringer we could hustle people like white men can't jump yeah and he's like no i think i'm gonna be a dick lawyer yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank it's you. like when Stan went emo on South Park. <laughs> oh, just sat in his room. Yes. That episode was on recently, by the way. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the whole story. So, you know, it's the classic like, hey, he gets kind of attached to the kids and then really wants to show them that being poor and being talented that you you can make it. You know, you can do if you have some help and he gets the he gets Ducksworth to sponsor the team. So he gets some actual equipment. Yeah. But they go through that whole losing phase where they're just losing to every team and they get slaughtered by the Hawks and the Hawks have their enforcer guys. Mm-hmm. And then they also have this kid, Adam Banks. Yes. And Adam Banks is like super good. He's like the way Gordon was 
when he was younger. Right. So he's like supposed to be something huge. And they find out on a loophole because he is a lawyer. Mm -hmm. They find out on a loophole that Adam Banks is living in the district that he should be on the Ducks and not on the Hawks. He's brilliant enough to find a loophole, but he's not brilliant enough to get out of this. Yeah, he can't get out of that community service. It's a whole thing where the the parents are mad because obviously it's like Adam Banks is rich and now he has to play with this team that sucks and yeah. he was going to go somewhere in his career. Mm-hmm. But they all come together and they, they gel as a team. And Gordon's main tricks are, are tricks. He does fake plays. And all these things that you can never do in hockey. The flying V is one of the worst ideas ever. Right. In execution as well. But yet it somehow works against teams that don't know what to do against it, which is hit them and then take the puck and then there's nobody playing defense. And if you don't do it right at one point, you can be called for offside. Yeah, that's also true too. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, it's it's fun for a kid's movie. Because whoever – the whole point is to have the the puck carrier – as you get forward, go, the puck goes to the back, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's offside because you can't you can't be past the blue line before the puck. So wonder, the people yeah. in front are past are in front of it while before the puck carrier get it. But he's already he's in the front with the puck. They don't pass it back until they're past halfway. No, but right? it's not the halfway line. The line after. Yeah, that. it's the line after because yeah. it's, it's hockey. Ah, you might be right. I wonder if anyone tried that. Like in real life. <laughs> I mean, you can, as long as you the puck. You got time it correctly. Yeah, exactly. As long as the puck carrier is the guy up front when right. they cross that line. And really, the only way to do that move is if you have a team of enforcers and then one shooter where yeah. they're just knocking everyone down, giving it open to the shooter. That's the only way it works, but that is not the way that they do it. There are, so we live in Boston, and there are people that we hope are going to listen to this podcast that have played hockey their whole lives. They're just listening to this going, they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. And I don't mind. That is yeah. not my goal. <laughs> we are soccer. <laughs> yeah. This isn't a hockey show. Yeah. <laughs> we're just doing the Mighty Ducks. Right. So they go through all that. Also, we're forgetting about Hans, right? Yeah. He owns the skate, skate shop. shop and he's just like a no nonsense. He loves hockey, which is a weird choice for him. <laughs> I would have thought it would be soccer or something, but yeah. he he loves hockey and he owns a store and he used to, you know, give the skates to Gordon and, you know, Gordon would sharpen. He basically worked there and he knew his father, all that kind of stuff. He believes skate sharpening, much like his brothers will find out, was a very valuable skill to have. Yeah, still didn't get that part. <laughs> but but apparently that's what he what he enjoyed. Yeah, like, you know, screwing in your studs. Yes. Is, oh, yeah. He's yeah. a valuable skill. Valuable. He's a soccer player. Very valuable skill. Uh, so in the in the movie, they also have a little bit of romantic stuff because uh, Charlie Pacey's uh, mom is single. So that's the person he latches on to the most. It's yeah. Pacey basically is looking for a father figure. Right. And that's Gordon Bombay. So he goes out on a couple dates, but he pisses off the mother and him at one point as well. Because yeah. basically, he has a chance to leave. He has a chance, like he does so well, but he has a chance to go back to the firm, right? Because they need him. They need him, yeah, because yeah. he's a fucking lawyer. <laughs> right. Like, he has a job. Yeah. But yeah, and, you know, he has to wrestle with it, which is similar to a thing he goes through in the second one as well. Mm-hmm. That kind of, that always is always a little bit of strife with the team. Like, oh, he's just another adult leaving yeah you know it's uh we've always been left and oh and also they added fulton to the team because they were driving or uh gordon was in the back seat talking on a cell phone and then something smashed the window yes. next uh, to the door he was on the side he was sitting in and he found fulton was sla- uh, sh- slap shooting shots, yeah. uh, shooting slap shots at a was a trunk yeah and he has 
apparently an amazing slap shot that's you can't control it but it's super difficult to stop because of how hard it's being yeah. hit and there's another problem fulton can't skate yes he can't skate and it's another similar situation to d2 which yeah. we'll get into as well right but yeah it's so you have to overcome that stuff yeah. and everyone gets it that's the whole thing about fulton he is the biggest non-muscular person in all of these movies which makes no <laughs> sense but yet he's an enforcer right so and somehow has a slap shot that's probably like over 100 miles per hour or something like that yeah and it just doesn't matter but it's a kid's movie yeah so you're supposed to you know let that stuff slide and uh paralleling with a plot device in the second you have the brother and sister the sister i, for- I forget their names but the sister was right a now. figure skater yes and they convinced her to come on and this was replacing the second movie by kenny Wu. yes right Exactly. As we'll get into later. Yeah. So basically, everything comes down to because I don't think there's a whole lot to get in. It's it's the basic stuff because we're gonna go through this. Basically, it's the same. It's a similar storyline okay. to the second there, one. The key bit of cl- uh, like conflict is um, the Hawks coach was talking to Gordon and saying they're a bunch of losers, and then the kids walked up from behind and they heard Gordon saying sarcastically, "Yeah, they are losers. Yeah, they suck." But you know what? I would rather have them than or something like that. But they didn't hear that yes. part, right? So he had to. The kids revolted. He didn't know why. And then they finally had that confrontation, and he was like, "I was using sarcasm. Do you know what sarcasm is?" And one of the kids was like, "No." <laughs> was that Jesse? Yeah, I believe so. Because Jesse is always kind of used as the captain. Yeah, but he's not really, and he's yeah. not that great. And I don't. I mean, I think once we get into the meat of the second movie, we'll introduce yeah. the main characters on the. Team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But I know in the first one, besides Pacey, he is like the leader. Like he's yeah. the one who it's hard to win him over. Yeah, he's the version of the kid in the sandlot with the heater. Oh, sure. So it gets down to the the ducks get their shit together, and they make it so that it's now the Hawks versus the Ducks in the championship match. Yeah, and of course they go up, and then they you know they switch you know they switch back and forth. Banks gets taken out at one point because he was you know the coach specifically tells his goons like take out Banks. We have there's already like several things that exist in the second movie that they just recycled several plot devices. Yes, very very because Banks is the best player on yeah. the team. So even though this guy was supposed to land it, it sounded and it made it seem very similar to Gordon yeah. that he would try to take out his best player because that's kind of he doesn't care about the kids. He only cares about winning. Right. That's that's what he cares about. So anyways, the Ducks end up winning. I yeah. mean, is there any point in going over anything else? It's a shootout again, right? I honestly, that part I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure it was a shootout because I'm pretty sure uh, Charlie is the yes, one who does the triple deke. Yes, that is deke, true. Yeah. And that's, that's Gordon's big move. It's a triple deke, which I don't know why anyone can't do that move. Once again, recycled into the second movie. Yes. Yeah, we'll definitely hit that. So yeah, that's that's the end. So at the end of it, 
They decide, so it's awesome. The Ducks win. Now that is the first loss for the Hawks since Gordon missed the penalty or the Shot. shootout. Yeah, uh, for that first time, which is in like the seventies or something like <laughs> yeah. that. But it's still pee wee hockey, right? And I know Minnesota. That's all they have. But still, it's not that big of a deal. It's peewee hockey. It is to him, to the Hawks coach. But it ends up being to every person ever in hockey. Oh, that's true. He becomes movie. a Minnesota miracle. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's, that's Which, I was going to say this for later, but right. Who outside of Minnesota would have known or given a shit? Well, now Hendricks, apparently. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, Mighty Ducks, the first one. Great little kids movie. Well, you want to end with what Bombay decides to do? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The the total end of the movie, basically, is that he decides he loves hockey so much and he was so talented at nine or whatever that he should give up being a lawyer and go play minor league hockey for a chance to make it to the NHL. He can always go back to lawyering. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, once you have your degree, like it doesn't matter, right? Right. So... In order to get or a once degree, you pass the bar. You mean? Yeah, to pass. Well, <laughs> you get a. Don't you get a? Something? Once you get your law degree, yeah. Yeah. So you have all the. You have your law degree. You have your. You pass the bar. You do everything like that by probably twenty five, maybe. Right? You just That's have to a- renew your license, like Robert, <laughs> like Robert Kardashian did for OJ's trial, and thankfully he did. <laughs> exactly. They. Uh, <laughs> I I think in this movie he's supposed to be. He must be playing early twenty or late twenties. Because how else would you get into the minors if you're 40, which I believe oh. is what to be a high standing lawyer in a firm, you would probably be in your late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, because I mean, you'd be a what is it, fifth year partner? Yeah, at that point. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> he was the Doogie Hauser of lawyers. Yeah, I guess so. Because he just decides I'm gonna leave it all. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it all, and I'm gonna go play minor league hockey for a chance for yeah. the majors. And he does. That's yeah. what he goes and does. They they said uh, specifically at the the announcer said in the for opening credits he's 29. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I was I was taking a guess. <laughs> I was taking a guess. I'm really glad I was right about. That. Well, okay, real fast. It does still trip me out though that a movie led to the formation of a professional sports franchise it did it absolutely did because yeah. someone some people also um compared this said the same thing about um the toronto raptors when jurassic park came about but that wasn't a direct result yeah that was not a direct like, result this they, was a direct result from yeah this. they were like where can we get a name from oh there it is yeah and anaheim's a big city they can sustain a team outside of la so why don't we put an nhl team there yeah, and Disney. And that's how it happened. Yeah, and that's why it's a little surprising that some people still haven't seen this movie, even if you're over thirty. Like, if you're over thirty, you should have seen this movie. Yeah, absolutely. But it's scary that some people haven't. So, if I would say, I would recommend Mighty Ducks One. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should skip it. Like, you don't skip it and go to the second yeah. one, even though there is a lot of similarities in the second one as well. Yeah. But watch the first one and give it a shot. Like, I'm sure if you have kids too, your kids will like it. Yeah. Watch it only if for Emilio Estevez's dumb, re- actually brilliant reasoning for why Ducks is such a great name and not because he wants to impress his boss. Because they fly together. Yeah. Ducks They're fierce. fly together. And we didn't even, we've done it on the show before, but the whole way of getting people together is to go quack, 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 quack. And everyone gets all, the, yeah, and then flying V. And then they love Queen music. Oh, yeah. And this was my, besides my dad, who who loved Queen as well, I used to get all hyped up when I would hear... We Will Rock You. Yes. That whole intro, I'm like, yeah, man, I'm going to play some fucking sports. Well, 
I won't lie. Like I was big into those jock rock and jock jams. Oh sure. And no, for no, no. for yeah, I had the yeah. Um, we will rock you was on a yep. jock rock jock jams. Uh, it was on jock rock. Oh too. jock rock. Oh, I yeah. don't know jock rock. That, it came out before jams. it inspired jock jams would come later. Oh, okay, gotcha. But um, I was a big fan until a specific point in which I got I gained some knowledge <laughs> of rock and roll part two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then you I learned something, <laughs> yeah. and then I stopped liking that song. That was similar to when I brought up that, uh, on at least on the Ian hates music, yeah. that I find it very difficult to listen to Lost Prophets music anymore. Yeah. So, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I tend not to listen to Michael Jackson either. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's it's tough. I can't separate. I'm like, what were you really singing about? No yeah. matter what it is, like. Is that the song? Like, especially for um, na 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 na. Like, hey. I wonder if he's just in his head while he's like touching things that he's not supposed to. <laughs> I know go, on, go on, go uh, on. I know he this. should. I just wonder if he's just doing that song in his head. <laughs> I didn't have like a. There wasn't a punchline based on the song. <laughs> hey, so look, we, it's Ian hates movies. We can make fun of whatever like, we want to. 12 climaxes in the song then. <laughs> oh no. Uh you went now you went too far Tristan. I have to. Everyone's going to be begging for Kelly to be back even though I think Kelly would make the same the same jokes. Thank you for making the distinction that Kelly would make the same jokes. I think so too. Yeah, I think it would definitely happen. It's one of those things. But yeah, if anyone if you ever want to look up the backstories of the things we just talked about, look it up. Don't go too far. Don't yeah. go too, don't go too deep into don't it. Don't go Google yeah. imaging stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. That song was so fucking popular in every arena possible for yeah. any sport basically i you know maybe not soccer but in general that that song was played for everything when a goal was scored when yeah. a touchdown was and scored when to, a home run was hit to hype up people for yeah. the defense or to do whatever or offense after they score yeah now you never hear that song yeah they don't play that fucking song anymore like that's there's a reason why yeah. there's a reason maybe why, so. in its place has been a seven nation army yeah and at least he hasn't done anything like that so that we know of. Oh, alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Edit. <laughs> Believe <laughs> Dump out of that. All right. I like the wife strips. I don't mind them. Yeah. I mean, he's very talented. Yeah. Right. Jack, Jack White is extremely talented. It's just not the music that I normally right. listen to. Uh, but okay. So that's Mighty Ducks 1. We leave with the Mighty Ducks doing this heroic thing that no one's ever done in peewee hockey. <laughs> Gordon Bombay goes off, ditches his lawyer job and goes to play minor league hockey with the chance of making it to the NHL. Right. And the opening credits of the movie open up with a very robotic font, and it says D2, and that was obviously a playoff T2, Terminator 2. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so they tried to make it. this was 94 like... that it came out. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And I also wanted to note, so I'm looking at the cover of the trilogy box. It's almost similar to the uh, movie poster for the second movie where it is... Is that Russ or Jesse? Uh, I think it's Russ. Russ and a Trinidad and Tobago player are facing, are about to face off, and they also have bubble gum, yes. big bubbles. But except in the movie uh, poster, Emilio Estevez has this, he's standing above them with this look of, these kids are going to be the death of me. Yeah, yeah, right. I, who, doesn't, who doesn't love a nice box cover? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Gordon is playing for the Minnesota Waves. Yeah, it's a weird kit. I, I looked yeah. it up to see if that actually was a minor league hockey franchise because you never know. When I was growing up, I supported the – and they still exist now, the San Diego Goals. Oh, there you go. Yeah. San Diego yeah. hasn't won a major championship, but the Goals have won their minor league oh, okay. league several gotcha. times, so that's cool. But they were not a real minor league. No one created 
the Minnesota Waves based no. on this movie? When you Google it, um, all you get are um, the jersey that he's wearing in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. <laughs> M. Yeah, it has an M. Like, I know that's for Minnesota, but shouldn't it be a W for the Waves? Yeah, right. Maybe or something? I don't, I don't know. Maybe. It's pretty funny because you can tell no one's playing with him when he's doing this. Right. Like, and it's not him in most of the cutscenes, but that's how they have to do it. You have a stunt double. Yeah. But he apparently is lighting up the uh, minor leagues and he's probably like one game away from being promoted to the NHL and he somehow steals a completely open puck and they're like he can really fly like he used to be able to he does his triple deke and he (laughs) scores and the triple deke by the way for people that don't know it's just literally going taking the puck out to your right bringing it back to your left back to the right again and then shooting that's Doesn't what the triple every deke is. hockey player do that That's as they're what I coming thought. down the ice? Yeah, but apparently this is his famous triple deke. <laughs> so also, it's, would you have, think- Okay, have you seen the air up there with uh, Kevin Bacon? Yes, I have. It's his famous shake and bake. <laughs> or Talladega Nights. Ah, shake yes. and bake. <laughs> shake and bake. That's him. He's he's doing very well, but yet apparently doesn't have any teammates who care about him. Oh, because absolutely not. He gets wrapped up on the boards trying yeah. to get, and he's being held there. And some guy that apparently I guess doesn't like him very much from yeah. the opposite team, you don't know his name and never hear about him again, well, takes out his knee. He juked him once, and that was enough to piss him off to the point where I want to injure this guy. I guess yeah, take away his career. And don't forget, they're also splicing in um, flashbacks from his childhood of him skating around uh, the backyard pond with, with his, his dad. dad. Yeah, because they bring up the dad again later on in, yeah. the, in the movie. And the dad said, and I didn't actually listen to this as a kid, uh, never forget this pond. No matter where you go, don't forget your home. Oh, And they did, we, we didn't mention that from the first one. He yeah. has, the pond is behind hans's shop i think yeah. is what it is so he used to he would go back there and that's how he gets his roots that's how he centers himself yeah kind of is to do something like that like i have so. yoga he yeah you have yoga pond hockey he has pond hockey i don't know mine is metal and screamo post-hardcore music Fair enough. i think that's how i do it that happens and basically his knee is taken out now it didn't look like by the hit i'm still not sure how his knee got hurt that's a great point <laughs> but they, you're just assuming it's a knee injury because they say it as well that he he hurt his knee and then the next scene is it's pouring rain and he is on a greyhound bus coming back to minnesota mm-hmm. to i guess do rehab but it, yeah. you never show yeah, it from the hit you could tell that the uh the guy who hit him hit him in the chest he went into the boards and i guess that twisted his knee that's, wrong. that's the only thing i can think of yeah. yeah it's the only thing even watching it now in 2016 oh, that just that sucks it still makes me shudder yeah, yeah. yeah and you know the announcer's like oh that's gonna ruin his nhl chances yeah <laughs> so it was the announcer mentioned it was literally a year ago or around that time so that was a very short minor league hockey career i mean he must have been really tearing it up yeah. there too plus every person must have grown up a lot since that last movie. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Pee Wee Hockey, one year later, you're teenagers? I right. thought Pee Wee Hockey, you were like eight eight or nine or know. something. I, fuck that. I don't know. I don't I'm know not, the definition I, of Pee Wee. I'm not Gary Glitter. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Great call that. <laughs> so anyways. So yeah, Jans allegedly. picks him up. Jans. Maybe it's not even allegedly. Yeah. Go ahead. So Jans picks him up, not Hans. It's Jans. Oh, it's Jans. Is th- yeah, Jans okay. is Hans's brother. But wait, wait, wait. But he does... But he does the Hans and Pfeffer, not Jans and Pfeffer. It's Hans yeah, but uh, Gordon says Hans couldn't make it, and he said, don't ask me oh. about that strudelhead. Yeah, strudelhead. <laughs> he yeah. went to the old country, which we don't know which country that is. I think it's Germany. See, I thought it was a Scandinavian country. Really? For Hans and Hans like, Pfeffer? He makes a bunch of, is it oh, Dutch? That's true. I don't know. He makes a bunch of German-looking food. 
So, or Dutch, be... yeah, something. I, who, who the fuck cares? Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> what a yeah. little part. We should do the rest of the podcast just so, on that. Jan, or Hans is back in the third one, so I assume they just couldn't get Hans for the second yeah, one. Yeah, maybe he was just tired or something. I don't know. Yeah, and Gordon is noticeably also wearing a Minnesota North Stars cap. Yes. At that point, uh, they had relocated to Dallas. Right. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, that looks really familiar. Yeah. That we, isn't that Dallas? Yes. And yeah. he had a walking stick, and it just. Yeah, he has a cane, yeah. It made me wonder is rehab not what it was back then, what it is now? Well, that's definitely for sure. He just gave up on rehab. Because it doesn't seem like he, he does anything. He did not any. give a shit. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. do anything, and then all of a sudden later on, he can skate again. It kind of you know, runs with the theme of him being a quitter since he did quit when he was nine because he missed a penalty shot. Or he's Wolverine, and it only took him <laughs> a little right. bit to regenerate. Now Actually, as we'll get into, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he wakes up. He's in Jan's place then. Uh, Pacey sharpening skates. Yes. Wakes that, him up. He has now done that, uh, that job that Gordon used to do yeah and they have their hans and pfeffer food or whatever yeah and then he mentions to this is where they have their back and forth where gordon says you know i can't make a i can't make a living being a youth hockey coach yeah he said i'm not a lawyer on i'm a player yeah i'm not a player no (laughs) oh jeez I guess it's, waiting it's that. good that we're doing old school movies so you can do old school music. Exactly. <laughs> he says, you know, he was this close. He felt alive to be playing and being in the uh, the NHL. And Jan asked him, did, did hey, did you call Ducksworth? And he's like, no, you know, I'm a player, you know, yeah. which is what you were just saying. Yeah. And then he mentions that the Team America or Team USA is looking for, for their youth hockey, it's the Goodwill Games. They're looking for a coach. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, well, yeah, I can't make a living being a youth coach. What am I gonna do? This yeah. is crazy." So then he wakes up the next morning, I guess, or is this later on in no, the day? No, later in the day. Instead of resting his knee, yeah, Jans has him working. Yeah, he's sharpening working, skates, sharpening skates, being and, on his knee. Yeah. <laughs> so, but when he comes out, he's walking noticeably better. Yeah, even with his walking stick. With his, well, no, does he even? He doesn't even come out with the walking stick when he meets the guy from Hendrix. That's over the course of a day. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, well, I was going to say, over the course of this movie, at some points, he just completely forgets to sell that knee. Oh, yeah. He is not selling whatsoever. You're absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. This was two-headed shark-esque <laughs> yes. of selling your, selling an injury. He comes out, and he's basically fine, yeah. and he's kind of annoyed that he's working, obviously. Yeah. And the guy from Hendrix is there, yeah. and they're uh, apparently the hockey place, and they're not real. Yeah, but, I yeah, they can't, that too. Hendrix yeah. hockey does not exist. They couldn't because they made them look like tools. Yeah, so exactly. I wrote that too. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't do that. So he's basically saying, he goes, he starts off with, you look better in person than you do in your pictures. And I was like, whoa, that's a little weird to start <laughs> yeah. off with. And then he's like, how's the knee? I, I know someone working with baboon ligaments. So it wasn't what it is now because I just had someone else's ACL put in me. So that's what she said. <laughs> An ACL but, um, that applies. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's so, and that's just the last comment you ever hear about it. Yeah, is that one? And then he's just like, "How can I help you?" And basically, he offers him. He's I saying, want you, Gordon. Yeah, he's saying, "I want you, and we're gonna make you a household name, like a coach as a household name of youth hockey, of youth team USA hockey." And I've never so it's like a it's like the Olympics almost. Yeah, that's what this is supposed to be. So it's that it's supposed to be that good. Of, of players and whatnot like right. that's a caliber and that's what's very funny about this whole thing is they go okay instead of scouting the greatest players because that's sorry there you don't be just tryouts say, yeah, <laughs> you, not only try well actually i'll be honest there might not even be tryouts they might just go around picking the best but these will be literally kids who have never put a hockey stick down 
Yeah. They would they would be eating, sleeping, they would be in the gym, like they would be doing everything they possibly could. I mean, Oh, you know, mean like the Iceland team that they're gonna face yeah, later on? Exactly. <laughs> like any person who ever does any Olympics things ever. Yeah. Like that they would be doing it. That's all you're training for. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he goes, Hey, you better round up those ducks. <laughs> and then now it's Charlie going around. Well, uh, Jans gives him a duck call. Oh yes, he gives him a duck call. Which, <laughs> what a what a tool. Yeah, in, 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 in several ways, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, he gives it to Charlie, and Charlie goes around now to get everyone, and everyone's doing not playing hockey. You want to play some hockey? Well, except Adam, for one, yeah. except for one, we'll get we'll get yeah. to him. Yeah, but everyone else is not playing hockey. Yeah, so Gordon used the duck call to summon Charlie, who was listening to headphones that obviously weren't noise canceling because it was 1994. Yes, absolutely. And he had a Dallas Stars either hat or some oh, emblem okay. gotcha. in his uh, room because I guess they still kept their allegiances. So yeah, Charlie started blading in the old school gangster Chuck Ducks jersey. Yep. Um, Jesse was first. They got. Uh, Jesse Hall from a, he was playing street hockey. Was he? Yeah, in a. Oh yeah, yeah. he was the only other one playing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he was like almost like the captain. Right? Yeah, yeah. Then they got uh, Averman from what I assume was the Mall of America. Yes, it has to be because they were skating throughout it and jumping over yeah. people, and I'm sure. Did that... you rollerblade like that as a kid, as a more form of transportation, like people skateboard? No, because it's hard to carry your shoes with you when you need to go <laughs> right. somewhere. Like because that was the thing about Mighty Ducks is. In all three movies, you never they never had to actually take their rollerblades off. So they just right. rollerbladed everywhere, everywhere. That's true. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I would about that. <laughs> I would want to rollerblade to the mall and then get off my skates and go buy something. They would just rollerblade through said mall yeah. and cause mischief and then leave. Yeah, they stole a guy's hat, ruffians. Yeah, they are a bunch yeah. of ruffians. So they then cock block Gee, who's about to try and mack with Connie. And you only hear from Gee like twice the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he has nothing else he to does do. One imp- he, he does one important thing at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Connie was one of my first loves. See, I, I'm a lot I'm right there with you. I did uh, look her up now, her Marguerite IMDb. Monroe. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was more partial to um, Dina from Salute Your Shorts. That was my Oh well, was yes. Dina was definitely on my list. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But yeah, she uh Still looks amazing. Yes. Still. Yes. Um, she played the woman that Mark Furman said all that racist stuff to in The People versus O.J. Simpson. And she was in Wet Hot American Summer and the reboot yeah. where she looks almost exactly the same as she did when she was young. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. Connie Moreau. Yeah. And she, oh, she's in a bunch of stuff, but she's yeah. great. Yeah. He's not that upset. I would have been way more pissed, but he just goes, guys, I was this close. <laughs> It must have been their first kiss, too, if he was going to be like that, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, why would you care? You'd be like, oh, I kiss all the time. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, they go through a construction site, and Charlie ends up leaping at least eight foot high to avoid a crane. And but if you what, look... I used to do that. Yeah. You know, well, I don't <laughs> doubt that. Like, but if you look, the guy is clearly a foot taller than Charlie. And if you look at the guy's face, it's clearly a Oh, yeah. Man. It's not... Yeah, that's not... Pacey's not doing that. Sorry to ruin it for you, folks. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg was up next. And he was working in an, in his parents' Italian delicatessen. Okay, so as a kid, um, we're going to fast forward towards the end. They start naming where they're from. Yes. So Goldberg says, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Philadelphia. So, <laughs> Philadelphia. 
I think as a kid, I did go. When they got him at the beginning, did they skate all the way to Philadelphia to go get him? Oh, jeez. Not this. That they moved yeah. from, <laughs> from there to Minnesota. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, yeah. you're a young kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at that point, Goldberg had to have slowed down the pack. Yeah. Well, he, does, he takes his tumble into a person's like picnic which is automatically cut like right away like smash cut away from that quick i don't know i guess hi yeah yeah uh um they pick up the cake eater next yes once uh, adam banks yeah he's practicing uh which makes sense Once again, you're just like, these kids, maybe Adam Banks would be on a team. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe Jesse. Yeah. But the rest of these guys, Goldberg is not an Olympic hockey player. It's sorry. And, it's and we'll get happening. to that. <laughs> yeah. None of this is happening. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So they're uh, skating through a park when three of the Hawks yes, spot the them. Old, old school Hawks that we all hate from the first movie. Ducks. Can't yeah. believe they beat us last year. Yeah, once again, stating that it's last year, even though they look gigantic now. <laughs> yeah. And they still haven't gotten over it a year no. later, no. which is ironic for me to say. So <laughs> they decide to get even with them by tripping them with the fishing line they were using. Yes. Makes sense. Fish. Makes total sense. Because no one would be walking around there either to trip on said Right, exactly. Wire, yeah. Or note and go, hey, kids. Um, yeah, hey. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, so uh, they stream the line along and they're waiting and they're like, man, what is it? One large order of shredded duck coming yeah, up. Dumb. And then they hear a voice go, they won't know what hit him. Why did he use the voice? <laughs> <laughs> Why not just use his regular voice? But yeah, so they have to look at it. It's the dumbfounded, like, oh, wh- who said wh- who that? Sa- who said that? They turn around and it's, hi, guys. It's Fulton Reed. Yeah. Who, by the way, for people that don't know this movie, he is now the other lawyer in Daredevil. Oh, on Netflix, which is awesome. Yeah, so All he right. is he is with Matt Murdock. Cool. He is uh, foggy. So a little bit of foreshadowing, they skate through the park in a flying V. Yes. And I will say, Minnesota during the summer doesn't look bad. I mean, I'm from San Diego, so I mean... Well, I'm <laughs> sure it wasn't but, shot in Minnesota. Come on, that had to be a shot in Minneapolis, right? I, I mean, I Mall know. of America shot. It's probably shot in Toronto or something, like, <laughs> like normal. <laughs> They're meeting up, they meet up with Coach Bombay, and there's a very... Uh, as. Gordon's waiting. There's a very subtle duck head clothing billboard above him. Sure. So he's the duck head. Right, right. Get it? Yeah. I got, oh, I got it. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so the kids join him. They start quacking. Quack. Yeah. Quack. 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 He's like, quack, ready, quack, are you guys quack, ready quack, to fly? Quack, quack, quack. Yeah. And, yeah. A limo pulls up and it's Don Tibbles. Yeah. And um, of course, Jesse's the one that goes, can't be from this neighborhood. <laughs> right. Sure. And I just love that Gordon ditches the kids and gets into limo with Don Tibbles. Like, these kids had skated hours all the way to around, get together right. sure. and he's just like all right go home i'm gonna talk with my agent here right and that's when they hang and um he gives him his endorsement contract yeah, the contract and it's like and super amount of money or something but, but without reading it without his oh, lawyer without, presence well he's a lawyer though he that doesn't need true. to have a lawyer present he is a lawyer but he didn't read it no he didn't that is true so he signed it that's a kid's movie so whatever <laughs> so yes yeah, so we meet the new players uh, Luis Mendoza. Mendoza. Yep. Was he, first. Benny the Jet Rodriguez from Indeed. Sandlot, which we will talk about. Now, this character makes no sense, of course, because he's super fast, 
but doesn't know how to stop. Yeah. So why would someone who doesn't know how to do the simplest thing in hockey, like the thing you have to learn, <laughs> represent his yeah, country? Yeah, you can't you can't not learn how to stop. You right. would be a hindrance all the time. There yeah. would be no positive to this. Yeah. So you would think that a coach would sit him down and that would be the only thing they would practice for forever until he got it. If he right. was that important. But no, he's just like, uh, you know, ah, it's just a quirk. Yeah. It's just a quirk. He can't stop. So he runs into the boards all the time. There yeah. you go. Okay. It's like Manny Ramirez playing and playing the outfield. You have no idea what I'm I talking don't about care you. about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Someone Except for Sandlot. Like yes, Sandlot's the only true. thing I'm going to care about. Dwayne Robertson is up next. And as everyone knows, every single person in Texas wears a cowboy hat and yells, yeehaw, whenever they meet someone. I'm wearing mine right now. Yes. So, yes. And I have a rope. <laughs> I, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I know. Run, Tristan. <laughs> and he's from Austin. Love it. That's what makes it even... Well, the best. they portray him as a cowboy well, from right. Austin. Yeah, he should probably be from somewhere else other than Austin. So, but they weren't hipsters back then. So. That's true. So, Don Tibbles calls him the best puck handler he's ever seen. Ever. ever. But he reminds me, as we'll see later on, of that kid in soccer who can juggle a ball 50 times and does all these fancy footwork. But when it actually comes down to making plays that matter, oh, scoring yeah. goals, just nowhere to be found. No, right, right. And they make points of that later. Yeah. So the New England representative is up next, Julie Cat Gaffney. Julie the Cat Gaffney from Maine. From, from Bangor, Bangor, Maine. <laughs> yep. She, she's a good goalkeeper. And we won't know that for a very long time. Yeah, because he mentions like Gordon, even though they have plenty of players that are playing the same positions, apparently you can't have a backup keeper because <laughs> Gordon's like, but we already have Goldberg. And <laughs> we could use a backup, he says. Yeah, after. Yeah. That, yeah, she because he sees her block some shots. Yeah. And it's like, oh, someone else can play instead of Goldberg? Sentimentality tells me I have to play Goldberg. Yeah, the guy who's not in shape and could never be a goalkeeper. Yes. Who they had to strap him to the net and take At shots at him yeah. to let him know it doesn't hurt. A form of torture, yes. <laughs> so Kenny Wu is up next. Yeah, he's the Olympic figure skater. Yeah, so took the place of the brother and sister. Yep. And lastly, we had the goon and enforcer whose name we don't learn at the time, which no. we'd later find out is Dean Portman. Yep. And we just call him Portman most of the time. But yeah, he's got a bandana on, no sleeves, and he's going around. He's got his headphones on, and he's singing something Don't about fire. Don't you yeah, know yeah. everything's <laughs> on fire? Knocks over a minute, yeah, every minute well, over. He keeps on knocking over people, and like no one stands up to him. And I'm like, these are your teammates, and you're trying to injure them. Yeah, and what on any type of tryout for an Olympic team would you be able to go around doing that? <laughs> with a jersey with the sleeves torn off. Yeah. And so the Ducks and the new players start to confront each other in a line. And that's when it hit me. Holy shit, Gordon Bombay and his weak-ass knee is walking on the ice in shoes. Yes, which is very smart on his part. Of yeah. Course. yeah. He's a lawyer. Yeah. So now we don't even need to go through all this stuff, I think, in general. What were you about to say? Um, well, they're going to start scrimmaging. Yeah, they, they decide. Well, they do the scrimmage where you're trying to figure out like they just don't like each other yeah. and they're trying to work things out and then they have to start playing as a team so they go through this whole like montage thing basically of how they get tied together and yeah. have to try and work together well yeah so they uh meet their new tutor miss mckay yes and i years later my very first episode of watching law and order criminal intent i saw Catherine iribe and i immediately went that's miss mckay yeah I did want to bring up that they may, may, meet Miss McKay via 
Fulton hitting a slap shot, it hitting the crossbar, ricocheting off a few things and hitting Don Tibble straight in the head. Treated as a complete joke, no concussion concern at all. Yeah, it's 1994. Right. Like, no one knows about concussions. So, yeah, they can't, if they can't, if they don't attend a class, they can't play. Yeah, that's so obvious. Obviously, why would they want to go to school? Yeah. You know, who, who would? So, yeah, they do some training where they're forced to tie together and move as one. Yeah. Can't tell you what an injury risk that is. Yeah, that's true. That is also yeah. true. But yeah, and then they finally get it. Oh, th- there was a scene also where Dwayne is lassoing everyone. Yeah, that was the fun part of hockey yeah. at the end. So they're all, and the whole time they're playing a country music song. Because once again, all anyone ever oh. does in Texas is cowboy shit. Yeah. And I couldn't tell, were they supposed to be able to hear the music? Because they're also doing a dance segment on the ice, too. Right. So where is this all? Was it being pumped in yeah. on the speaker? And again, Emilio Estevez's knee, completely fine at completely this point. Completely fine, yeah. He calls him off, and then also I think Jesse Fulton and someone else drive a Zamboni. Gee, yeah, drive a Zamboni through the wall. Not kicked off the team. No, not kicked <laughs> off the team. No not damage. Fine. Yeah, not fine. Nothing and because they really only have three supervisors. They have the sponsor. They have Tibbles, right? Yeah. And then they have Coach. Coach McKay. Well, they have Coach and they have the McKay. Yeah. And that's it. The McKay. The McKay. They have, <laughs> the McCobb. Like, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. That's that's all they got. So they, it's definitely not an Olympic team. Yeah. <laughs> put together. And before they have done anything, they get a Wheaties box. Yes. And this is the scene right there that you're like, oh, I see where they're going with all this stuff. Yeah. Because first of all, I have never ever heard of a sponsor having this much like attention put on them. Yeah. Where, Say. Yeah. Why there should be representatives from Team USA's Olympic committee right. <laughs> like in charge of what Bombay does, not what the fucking sponsor yeah. does. That stuff gets put on your kits and stuff, and then you're done with them. You yeah. don't talk to them anymore. It's a question of do they want to pull funding or not from time, but they have contracts too that they sign. So. I don't know why he's completely in charge of every aspect of Bombay and the team. And he has no right-hand man, no staff. No staff, no nothing. Apparently, this just all works out fine for him. Right. It's it's very, very strange. But this is where, you know, Charlie and Miss McKay give these weird looks. Like, they specifically pan to him. And they give these weird looks like, this isn't what hockey's about kind of thing. They get their jerseys, and Pacey's like... Um, Coach, we're ducks. This stuff says Hendrix all over it. And that pissed me off a lot because Charlie pulls his bullshit in the third one, too. It's like, dude, you don't play for the ducks anymore. Right. You When you transfer to a team, especially Team USA, you're wearing the United States of America's colors. That's who you're representing. Right. You're not representing the fucking ducks. And why would they call it Team USA Ducks? Yes. That's dumb. That's this absolutely- isn't like a Long Beach State thing where yeah. they're the 49ers, but their baseball teams are the dirtbags. Yeah. Like you yeah. can't have one team in a program be another name right. and not the ne- the team's colors yeah yeah oh yeah can we international just level the, yeah can we wear the green mighty ducks and purple <laughs> yeah it doesn't work like that fucker <laughs> like i know you're young but i thought everyone knew the difference between a peewee hockey team and the fucking olympics yeah sorry just uh, but if you want to wear that gangster ass original you know really baggy Mighty Ducks jersey, you go do that. Yeah, do it on your... Wear it during Dawson's Creek. Uh, (laughs) Wear it during fucking Fringe. (laughs) During Urban Legend. Yeah, Urban Legend. (laughs) So, yes, that is the first time where they go, hmm, I think he's starting to sell out here. But only Charlie and Miss McKay. Yeah. So the kids start their first tutoring session for some reason. They're talking about ancient Greece. So I think Miss McKay thought that they were actually going to the Olympics. 
Yeah, well, probably. And I think the reason why they bring it up, I think it's the whole point of that is to get Charlie's point across to everybody that, you know, she's trying to make it about hockey. She's trying to make it about the team. And that's what Charlie, because they say like, oh, what do they play for when they didn't play for money and all this kind of stuff? And she, and he says pride. Yeah, and that's his big line. Well, I also thought, why are they teaching this? And then Fulton goes, "Has America always dominated?" And I yeah. went, "All right, so they need a tutor. They need a tutor. Yes, <laughs> yes." Fulton, and then Portman goes, "It's a legitimate question." So yeah, they a- think America existed during the time of Aristotle and Socrates. Yep, apparently. So yes, this is why a teacher is needed. Yeah, so this was their, her segue into being patriotic, yeah. and this is what's at stake. And then they get the cliche uh, skating set to a military tra- boot camp sound off. And they f- oh, yes, yes. And then they fly off to Los Angeles. Woo! Yeah, the L.A. Pl- the plane they're in turns into a flying V of ducks. Yes, it does. So we have uh, Bob Miller, the voice yeah. for the Kings, as the ducks oh, okay. uh, start to... Yeah. Are we going to call them the ducks or Team USA or whatever? Team USA. Okay. Because we'll do ducks yeah, so team usa is walking around and so bob miller the voice of the kings i, I don't think you knew that. i did not know i that. see yeah um growing up in san diego and which does not have an nhl team uh fox sports west would show kings in uh mighty ducks game so i okay. heard I, I knew his voice right away but he goes there's there's team usa hockey led by coach gordon bombay but they're not shooting a tv show so he's telling he that? us yeah. that right but we already know that yes that is true once again, kids' movie. Yeah. <laughs> again, thirty-three-year-old eyes. <laughs> so we get to our first game, number two USA versus number ten Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago. Yes, and they're wearing these bright, colorful like <laughs> tie-dye tie-dye shirts and stuff. The yeah. mighty youth hockey giant that is TNT. Yep. That had to have been inspired by Cool Runnings. I would hope so. Yeah. So this was a double elimination tournament which, which is bullshit complete plot device which yes, yes we'll get into later absolute plot device and we join them as they're up six nothing and then they quickly go up seven nothing yeah so keenan thompson yeah russ tyler yep from keenan and kel yeah. and all that and now snl and fat yes. albert and whatever <laughs> so they're celebrating the seventh goal and he goes hiding by some more looks at jesse man my little brother could score on these guys jesse looks at him why don't you go bother him then? Yeah. Keenan, ha ha, I didn't even have a little brother. So he told him. Yeah, now Keenan's killing it in this movie. Yeah, so they start jawjacking. Jesse, it clearly trips him up because yeah. he goes out, he gets, you know, he skates down the ice, he gets tripped, and, and instead of, you know, letting cooler heads prevail, he pushes the guy and negates yeah. the penalty he just drew. Right. There you go. Then you got the Bash Brothers come in, and they're just lighting up the place. I did wonder, was that possible in soccer as a kid to have two guys come up and just dribble between the two of them? Yeah, no, it didn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. way. It didn't even work that way in the big green. Even though they're bigger, it still doesn't work that way, yeah. Adam Banks was very concerned because these scouts were on hand. Yes, which is something he was dealing with in the first one, too, I think. Yeah. He's always, Adam Banks is always looking for scouts. Yeah. That is the way. And the future coach that is Charlie said, hey, man, just do your best. Yeah, man, don't worry about it. So uh, Trinidad and Tobago scored a goal and their cool little fan section played kettle kettle drums. Yes. Yep. And then uh, to end the game, Connie did a full circle at center ice, which resulted in <laughs> four Trinidad and T- uh, Tobago players hitting each other or yeah. colliding with each other. Right. She gives it off to Kenny, who ducked between someone's legs, and then he scored a wraparound goal. So they won 9-2. to 9-2. to two. Not so a bad far, show. So good. Yeah, not a bad show. They show a USA Today cover going over their win. One of the headlines was, Black Coaches 
NCAA open talks today. Strange. And I just want to point out that a new study showed that there are even less co- um, black college coaches now than there were back when that movie was made. That's not good. Not and good at all. Interesting. So we have a press conference with uh, Team the, USA. Why? <laughs> uh, not only that, not only, not only why, it's that they didn't even do a press conference the correct way because <laughs> why would you allow everyone to be up there on the podium sharing one mic yeah sharing one mic and then they bring out the hendrix the, the hendrix bear, bear who speaks for some reason <laughs> no mascot speaks he does he does and does by the way have the funniest line of the movie yes. which we will mention in a second but Kids he comes movie. up yeah he comes up and he you know he's got shades for some reason as well yeah. he's a big bear hello just, there everybody <laughs> ah, that's a good that's a good impression actually uh comes up says hello leaves and and does whatever and then team usa gets the questions and like, what's it like to be here and they're all in unison yeah. good, good fun this is awesome, yeah. Yeah. and then they ask bombay about you know team iceland but apparently he's never done any research <laughs> on the people that he's supposed to be going against he's a really bad coach very as we'll very get bad. into yeah, later very very bad coach you know he's just like we're team usa and we're gonna go all the way and yeah. everyone's clapping yeah everyone's clapping and thumbs upping <laughs> and blah, blah blah and when the press conference ends team iceland shows up their head coach says team usa is going down going down they're going down that's where they're going and then it's all about what about freedom of speech why can't i say <laughs> oh this is america so yeah, Kenny Wu was. It makes sense that as a figure skater, he didn't know who Wolf the Dentist Stanson was. That makes sense. But everyone else should have been like, "Hey, maybe we should have some research done on the teams yeah. we're going to play and who controls said team." All they said was, "He played for one year pro, punched more teeth than goals, even punched out his own coach." Connie noted that they ran him out of the league and the country. Gaffney. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Gaffney. That's, that's yeah, that's not fine. Connie. That's fine. And then Miss McKay comes over and she's like, oh, Hendrix polar bear. What does this mean for hockey? And then CNN's on the line. So, you know, Bombay has to go do that. And that's when the funniest line happens. Do you want to do it? Hello there, Missy. How about a bear hug? <laughs> because the bear just goes right by her. It doesn't quick, stop. It doesn't stop. <laughs> but it has that perfect line. There's what a line that is to use. If you're a giant okay, so some of these youth movies at the time had a little bit of adult. Yeah, but that, that's I think that's literally it. Yeah. I don't think there's anything else. Because then, you know, Hendrix goes ahead and shows Bombay the really nice condo that they rented him. Yeah. And he's like, shouldn't I be near the team? And then sees the view and the view is spectacular so he's like ah they can get they can get along in the dorms so then they yeah. go to the dorms and it's very similar to what you would expect in Mighty Ducks and it happens again in the third one they like to play pranks on each yeah. other have you ever done the shaving cream on the hand and tickle uh yes trick? yes what was fun about my childhood at least when i went to these like major sports camps is that because of my background playing in England and Germany, different places. I was never hazed, Ah, which was nice. Mostly, I was also six, whatever. And people were like, yeah, we're not going to haze you. That didn't stop all the bullying that I got in every single school that I was in. But sports-wise, I never had to go through. But I remember one team... They got everyone out of bed at like 2 a.m. or so, tied the people up. And once again, I did not take part in this because I also thought it was really dumb. They, I didn't know how this built a team. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how hazing builds teams. Yeah. Uh, but they got everyone up in their boxers and tied them in the showers and put the showers on and then hit them with spoons. It was so fucked up. Like, it someone, makes no sense. 
as someone who's in a fraternity, at this point, it's just because of the people that came before you got to do it, and you don't want to be the one to say no. No, right, right, right. Yeah, and that's kind of so they're doing the shaving cream thing where they're you know and they're messing with the Dwayne. guy from uh, Dwayne, the guy yeah. from Austin. Somehow Fulton, I guess because they're the bigger guys, Fulton and Portman get their own room together. It seems, right. and they are like, "Hey, let's we're going to bed. You know, good night, dude. Let's put on some tunes to go to sleep by." And it's you ain't seen nothing yet <laughs> cover song, I guess, by like a media. <laughs> rockish band or whatever and then you they cut to them and they're jamming out on their hockey sticks playing mm-hmm. along with the music and that's supposed to be like oh i guess they're having fun and blah blah, blah. yeah so we had another press conference with gordon Which unofficial press conference would seem very strange yeah so this is where he meets maria the iceland trainer super hot definitely and then as they're talking and she introduces herself wolf the dentist stenson interjects yes introduces himself and gordon gulps as he tried to humor the dentist yeah. and the dentist told him like i know everything about you like said it blatantly right in his face like i know everything about you and your team and that should have been the whole thing for Bombay to be like, oh, shit, I should probably I learn should get something. off my yeah, ass. Yeah, I should learn something. But it doesn't. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, we're Team USA. We're going to win. So yeah. who gives a shit? Well, we'll get into this later. But there is a game that the duck that Team USA plays in that the dentist is at longer than Bombay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Wolf leaves him and says, you know, with an ominous promise that Iceland will have fun as with their triumph. Yes. And he gives him a thumbs up. Thumbs up. He walks away. And they quickly bullshit through game two, which was destroying Italy. Uh, like 6-0 yeah, or they seven. They kill the Azuri 11 nothing. Yeah. actually. Oh, 11, oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot. That's what they show, and then they actually do more. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. So, the, the one quick moment from this was Goldberg going, Hey, Paisan, meatball <laughs> slowing you down. How do you say in Italiano? Wussy. Parents own a Ita- delicatessen. I thought it was a Jewish Itali- deli. Oh, I thought it was a Italian deli. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. yeah, whatever. So, okay. So now now it makes sense that okay. he's making fun of him, I guess. I don't know. I just thought it was funny either way. So, yeah. And then Fulton does a shot and, you know, all Keenan like, claps yeah, for that. Yeah, Keenan claps for that. Yeah, because he has his own shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we find out that Gordon is the most important youth coach in any sport in history because he does a, a photo shoot. Yeah, he does a photo shoot. And then they take him, you know, Hendrix takes him to a party for yeah. whatever. I guess it's an Olympic party. And junior Goodwill Games Jun- party. Yeah, it's I a guess. Junior Goodwill Games party. I'm just yeah, I'm just calling it the Olympics. Yeah, okay. yeah. He talks to Bombay about Hendrix guy talks to Bombay <laughs> about how everyone wants to be something bigger in LA. So weird. He goes up to a server. First of all, the server announces who she is yeah. and says, I'm gonna be your server, which is not how those things work yeah. because there You're are many, a mater D. Yeah, there are many servers as yeah. well. But he asks her, he's like, What do you want to be? In real life, basically. Yeah. Head of production for a major studio. And she's like, he's like, great, thank you. Now get out of here. Yeah, like, we're done. Yeah, yeah he's we're like, we're done, done here. We're done here. And she's just all happy, smiles, and, and walks away. No tip. Yeah, and what a what a dick thing to ask someone, too. But it, the, the whole point is to show Bombay, like, oh, no, everyone wants to be something different. So you can be more than a coach. Yeah. So he's mingling around the party. Some guy says he can be Bob Costas big, who is not a coach. He meets Cam Neely, Chris Chelios, and Luke Robitaille. We're and- all... A foot and a half taller than him, but he was supposed <laughs> to play in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't like Lionel Messi. You, no, you, no. You can't just get Hockey. away with being short just because you're really, really, yeah, really, right. really sick at everything else. Yep. And then he meets Greg Luganis and Christy Yamaguchi, names that meant much more in 1994 yeah, than true. 2016. True. And then Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Who flat out asked him, so... Do you really think that there are a lot of kids that want to coach? Because well, Bombay w- wants to start a shoe. He wants to start a shoe called the Air Bombay Loafer <laughs> for the kid that wants to coach. 
It's just Charlie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Charlie will buy one pair, one, and that's it. Ah, he might need two or three. You never know. He, he's a grown boy. Different shades. Yeah. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, the taupe and black, <laughs> taupe. And brown, taupe. <laughs> so I like saying that word taupe. Goldberg, Dwayne, Jesse, and Averman on are on Rodeo Drive in Beverly yeah. Hills. You can't, you can't fool me. It says rodeo. Yeah, but but it's ro- it, never uh, mind. Never mind. So they're di- denied uh, access into several high-end stores that yeah. they have to buzz their way I've to. never been to Rodeo Drive, so I have no... I, I only know the Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling down Rodeo with a shotgun. I assume they're like that, that, you know, they want to... Yeah, they probably won't let you in and yeah. certainly, yeah. They reserve the right to refuse business to any customer. Yeah, because what are they more care? people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They're also... We're also reminded, because they set off a few car alarms, that car alarms used to be a thing. Yeah, and used to have different, like, words that they would say as well, <laughs> yeah, which step was Step back from the vehicle. Yeah, there was, yeah, it was very Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Goldberg tricks his way into a store... By pretending to be Aaron Spelling's nephew. Yeah, and what was funny was he just said Aaron. And at that time, sure, you would think Aaron Spelling for the time that they were doing it, but that does not hold up because <laughs> you would never be able to pull up. They'd be like, Aaron, who? Yeah. Like, whom are you? They probably think of? it was Hank Aaron. Like, they yeah, that, the movie. Now, now they would. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, uh, but also Aaron Carter. I don't think that's a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he still exists. Ian. Are you sure? That's are true, you that's sure? True. <laughs> Anyway. It's like, it's like I, I heard a joke the other day. I forget. I was watching something uh, about like where uh, Chad Michael Murray went. Like, oh, yeah. Went, yeah. yeah. You, I saw him like the last thing was probably the House of Wax remake and then never Nothing. again. But here's the thing, though, too. They were Team USA. They probably could have said that to people and got into the store. You say we are Team USA. We are playing in the Junior Good, you know, the Olympics. Basically, no one's gonna question that. Just and even better, they finally get access to this store, and two old ladies who I'm sure not only watch hockey but watch youth hockey, right, right, recognize yeah, them. Yeah, like you guys are great. Yeah, and they try to play it off. It's like, no, we're not, we're not them. We're not them. Yeah. So, so very like, strange. And how they- about you wear your uniforms? Yeah, do something. I mean, it's easy enough to check on this stuff. Like I know it's nineties, ninety four, so you probably couldn't go on the internet as yeah. well. But still. But and it's ninety four. How are you gonna get a USA like jumpsuit off the street? You know, they didn't sell why those didn't, regularly. Yeah, why didn't Hendrix just give them this stuff all the time? Like, yeah. hey, there's another thing that says Hendrix. So yeah, yeah so they nice do this, sponsors. Yeah, yeah. They do this montage thing where Goldberg wants something for his mother. So it's all these sexy dresses, <laughs> which is weird already. Right. <laughs> and they don't find anything, but they're, you're supposed to. They're dumbstruck. Yeah, they're dumbstruck because they're like these women are so mature, hot. <laughs> those dress- that is the perfect way to describe yeah. those dresses because they're they, not regular. They were hot. mature hot. Yeah, they're not regular hot. <laughs> well, the third the third set was a little oh, bit risque. Sure, sure. Yeah, a little risque ish. Yeah, and then Goldberg ruins it by saying, "Actually, I'm looking for a bikini for my mom." <laughs> and that gets them thrown out. Never come back again, you hooligans. So Julie the Cat Gaffney interrupts Coach Bombay as he's going over over the Air Bombay loafer. Over the loafer. Yep. And in Hope Solo fashion, asks to play. Yeah. She left her team in order to be able to play. So he's like, we'll find a way, you know, we'll find a way to get you there. Then they go out and you see Fulton and Portman are walking down hitting on chicks. <laughs> <laughs> just hitting on all the chicks a wearing nice bandana- night for a stroll yeah. wouldn't you say wearing bandanas yep. giving each other the knuckles and stuff and they're, wa- <laughs> they're walking down they see bombay and the iceland chick and maria yep come out and they're eating ice cream and i don't know if this is true or not tristan you can say because you've been to iceland i've only been in iceland for like a stop off like a yeah. layover but she goes and i always thought this was fact i think i've even used this statement yes. before that iceland is green 
and Greenland I, is yes, covered in ice. I can I can attest. I can say that having been to Iceland last year, yes, Greenland is covered with ice, and Iceland is very nice. There we go. Okay, I, I remember saying that to people like, like it was a fact. Greenland's population is only about like twenty nine or fifty thousand people because oh, okay. the majority of right. it is a big. Yeah. So yeah. So now, now it's game time because now, now they saw him. Well, so they they pull back. They don't let him know, but they're pissed because they're like, "That's the enemy." Well, it should be noted that Portman was pissed. Fulton, since he was the one who came up with Bombay, had this look of concern. Well, that's also true. Yes, anyone who knows, yeah, because yeah, Portman's the new guy. So now they show up to the actual game. Everyone's ready, and Bombay comes in with he's got a suit on now, and he's got his hair slicked back. Yeah, he looks so, like Pat Riley. Yeah. So now everyone's making fun of him. Uh, and Averman goes up to him and is like, nice haircut, lose a bet, and walks away. <laughs> did he also say, uh, nice haircut, did you get three pairs of pants with that? Uh, no, he said, nice suit, did nice, you get two yeah. free pairs of pants with that? <laughs> Which is not bad, yeah. not bad for, for a kid's movie. And yeah, yeah and then Fulton and uh, Portman kind of go up to him and are like, hey, have a good night last night. And he doesn't mention that he went out with anybody. So they go, oh, you probably ended your night with dessert though, right? And then he's like, maybe some ice, ice cream. cream. <laughs> and that's supposed to do. But he doesn't, he pays no mind to that whatsoever. Right. Like, oh, wait, maybe people saw me with the Iceland chick. I should probably get ahead of this now. Yeah. But no, that's Especially since I have no idea what the 15 or so kids under my care are doing right oh, now. Oh, yeah, because he's at that condo and he's hobnobbing with everybody. So, yeah, they're just, that. that's another thing. I would assume there are curfews and things that people or wouldn't you think also that maybe there would be rules about like gender like different genders in the locker room or in the dorms being near each other like yeah isn't that a big thing for olympics is that the olympic village is like all about sex yeah <laughs> like there are so many stories about that like they do every time the olympics come around there's always a story about how many people are hooking up and yeah what that yeah. place is like because all the best athletes in the fucking world and they're attractive and who wouldn't want to just right. fuck all the time <laughs> like that's and like you know we're here we're all under one one roof technically yeah, yeah where was connie this whole time <laughs> like was she with gee like do we not even know? It's, you know it's a kids movie yeah. but that's why but maybe a coach should have some supervision yeah. over teenagers i just from the limited soccer tournaments i've been to most coaches I know, that's all they're thinking about. They're not thinking about, like, a hot girl could go up to them and hit on them, and they'd be like, I have a, t I have a game to prepare for. Yeah, because you can do it after the game. Right. Yeah, that's not a... But not Coach Bombay. No, no, he's got to get some in, yeah. So, yes. Um, it's the big game. Yeah, and puck is dropped. Within three seconds, Portman is kicked out of the game. Yeah, which was bullshit. He definitely shouldn't have been. It was just a mistake. So we'll get into this, but these are some of the worst refs I've ever seen. Yes. You almost think that they're paid off. But it doesn't make any sense because you would think they'd be paid off for Team USA, right. not for Iceland. But yeah. yeah, they are bad refs. And really, they're just, Iceland is destroying them. Yeah. They're, they're, they're huge. They know the game plan. They know all the stupid tricks that they're the, bigger, that the faster, have. stronger, harder. Rah, 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 yeah. Rah. So yeah, um, they scored early, and Keenan goes, Hey, Goldberg, I bet if that puck was a cheeseburger, you'd <laughs> stop it. Yes. <laughs> Great line. Ms. McKay looks on very concerned when he said that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, but that was it. Yeah, so uh, Dwayne danced around and he got flattened. And again, there were at least five instances of a USA player getting completely tripped. No call. No call. I mean, Kenny Wu got annihilated. Yeah. And Bombay didn't seem to care. He was like, what, that was that was it? It's like Liverpool was playing United. <laughs> 
Jeez. So yeah, Gordon gave an inspiring speech about them looking like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off. Yep. And maybe they want to go home, but he doesn't. They got their asses handed to him. I mean, Fulton got a shot off that left a huge bruise in the ice. Now, by the way, probably would never be able to play in the rest of the tournament after right. that because it looks like he can't move his hand anymore. Yeah. So he's fucked. But he, <laughs> so, he, but he, go, he's playing, he finishes fine. the yeah. game. Yeah, he finishes the game. Yeah, it's it's not a problem. And then also Goldberg's getting schooled. So they take him out, yeah. and then the cat gets her chance. But when she gets in, Gunner and one of the other guys are making fun of her for being a chick. So Don't break a nail. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the basic shit, you know. Yeah. She's like, oh, can you guys help me with my pads? And then when they're like, yeah, we will, she punches both of them onto the ground. And somehow, how does that rev kick her out for that? Because there obviously should not be anywhere near her when she comes right. in the match, right? Like, she shouldn't be in trouble for what she did. But he's like, intention to harm, you're out of the yeah. game. Like, what? She pushed them both down on the ground. Yeah. And then a few seconds later, Adam Banks finally scores. Yes. We got one. Yes. This guy from Iceland hacks him. Dude, it's not even, I swear in the edit, it looks like, so basically he puts his stick on the uh, goalpost. He yeah. puts his stick on the goalpost, is holding out his wrist, and the, the shithead guy from Iceland, because Gunnar's not really a bad guy, it's this guy, whoever yeah. his name is, he comes by and hits him so hard on the wrist with his stick that... It's almost Sanderson. Like his, yeah, okay, Sanderson. He should have almost broken his wrist, if anything. Yeah. Or chopped it off with how hard he hit him down. And it looked like the stick broke with how hard he yeah. hit it. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. But yeah, the ref just puts him in the two minute penalty. Two minute penalty. That's a you'll never play the game again. Yeah. And doesn't go on doesn't go reported. No, no one brings it up afterwards. No, nothing. And and no one comes out and checks on on Banks either. He's just like holding his wrist. Yeah. And then that's it. That's yeah. that's all you get. And Gordon saw it because he said something. Yeah, right. It's just that so. was that was yeah. That I mean, once again, it's a kids movie, so he has to. We don't do this podcast to suspend disbelief, right? No, not as okay. Not as much. So yes, the game ends twelve to one. Wah, wah. So the sponsor guy is scolding Gordon, saying, "I introduced you to people. I made I made you into somebody, and this is how you repay me." He acts like he like stabbed in the back or something. Right. It was it was basically what Bombay was like before. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Back to Mighty Ducks one. So he tells yeah. him to get his shit together. Gordon calls him pathetic, and then he makes him practice afterwards. Which sprints after you're getting your asses handed to you make totally makes you a better team. I've had that happen before. So, oh really? Oh yes. Oh, Absolutely have. But here's the deal too though. So the Hendricks guy goes off on him and it's like Hendricks doesn't want to sponsor losers. Like, what do you think you're doing? All this bullshit, which is not what a sponsor would do in yeah. the first place. But then yeah, when he goes off on the team and he makes them practice, Charlie once again is the one who comes up to him. He's like, Hey coach, this really isn't fun. And Bombay's like, Well, who said it should be fun? And Charlie goes, Well, you did. Yeah. Guys, first of all, in real training sessions, they would be doing that. After most of any practice ever, practices don't end with fun. Practices right. end with suicides and sprints and whatever yeah. fucking worst thing because it's after you've done the most. That's why teams now, you lift before practice, then you practice, and at the end of practice, because you're so tired, they put you through another shitty to thing. condition you. Yeah, that's, yeah, so that you're ready for that last two minutes of a match of whatever it is, that your endurance is there and you're ready with your stamina. So, yes, you wouldn't normally have it after a game, but I've been punished by that way before. Okay. Like, it's supposed to, once again, it'll, first of all, it teaches you, hopefully you won't lose again. 
And then second is here's so some more stamina work. Yeah. yeah, because who wants to fucking do suicides at the end of a game? Yeah. No one. So the kids, as a result, start falling asleep in class. So uh, Miss McKay cancels their practice. Because that's legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to say, I cancel their practice. Who are you? Yeah, because she says, trust me on this one. And yeah. He should be the coach that says, oh, no, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Now, he doesn't. So that yeah. makes sense in that in that case. But, yeah, she just isn't supposed to be allowed to do yeah, that. They, the kids are calling him Captain Blood. Yeah. Plus, they're fucking teenagers. They should have all the energy in the world. Right. Like, I'm not saying you run them ragged, but they should be able to be up. Till because I'm assuming Goodwill games probably end at like 8 p.m. So maybe they were maybe they are practiced till nine and they had to go to school at probably 8 a.m. or nine. Yeah, <laughs> like I think you can deal with it. By the way, they really tried hard to make Miss McKay look as frumpy as possible. Yeah, and she is cute though. Like yeah. she still gets away with being cute, but she's that that motherly cute. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not. They're not trying for her. Like that is one. This is a movie where the kids do not hit on her, like <laughs> at all. Unlike the Big Green, where you could not not hit on Olivia. Because Dabo. that fucking woman was amazing. Yeah, the football. Anyway. Yeah. So the kids are exercising, and then they start bickering with each other by with, themselves. Yeah. yeah. No one's no one's helping them. The coaches aren't there. No one. Apparently. Her name is Julie, not Babe. Oh, yeah. Portman calls Julie babe. He's like, yeah. be quiet, babe. We're yeah. talking Speak here. for yourself, babe. We're, we're talking here. Men are talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Keenan comes. Yeah. And he interrupts. He's like, Teen USA, you're so boring. Like, you're lazy and you suck. So a kid from South Central Los Angeles is ashamed that the USA <laughs> is being, resent- being represented by a bunch of whining babies. Yes. And Jesse's had enough of this. He's like, well, you know, back it up. I don't see your boys here. Like, what's going to happen? So somehow, Team USA follow Keenan to <laughs> South Central LA. Like, where are yeah. they? Yeah. And now they're going to play street ball. So they found a bus. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, found it. And by the way, it is their bus because it has the Little Caesars. Like, if anyone sponsored this movie, it was Little Caesars because like everywhere. So they get a bus to go. I don't know how they got a bus because you can't just take an Olympic bus and tell someone to drive you and your yeah. team during official <laughs> maybe, practice maybe miss mckay could tell someone maybe. too but no none of the kids could be like hey a bus driver yeah this doesn't this doesn't work like Can that. you take us to south central Los yeah, Angeles? Right. <laughs> and then and then park there and wait for us while right. we play street hockey so yes this um russ's brother and his friends yeah they're there to teach team usa how to play tough yeah and how to play playing roller hockey so it's not even, it's still, once again, what we said, this doesn't completely translate yeah. to hockey itself. So, I, yeah, it's yeah, just. So, whoop, there it is, is playing during this scene. Which I loved as That a is kid, currently my squats song at uh, Yoga Sculpt oh, or Power th- Yoga. There you go. I love when uh, Russ scored and he's like, take, you take a sweat, you score, <laughs> you take a sweet water, water, throw it down, and go out there and do it again. And then Charlie does it like he's never realized that that's what you do. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like what you, but I will say, in Keenan's defense on this, yeah. what is funny, and we haven't mentioned it as much, and I think we'll mention even more coming up later on, but the amount of showboating and doing things after the whistle of, like, there is no way that there wouldn't be penalties thrown for every single random thing that happens in these games. Right. Because... That is not how it works. You just go in, you do your thing. They blow the whistle when you score. You start again, and you go. They don't have five minute intervals of some random weird thing happening. Yeah, and then going back. There are TV timeouts. Yeah, there's nothing like that. So I I agree with Keenan. He should just go. But that is something that is not followed either for the rest of the match. So Fulton hits a shot. It hits a drum, and then it goes over, and it hits a windshield. 
Was it mere? It did shatter that windshield. It did shatter the windshield. And the guy walking by, that even if that wasn't his car, totally not pissed. Ah, oh, you kids. Here you go, Eliup. And I think it was his car because later on you see him arguing with someone about it. Oh, I don't I see think. that. Yeah, it's it's at the end. Okay, but, but at still first he's just like, "Oh, you kid, you just shattered my windshield." Yeah, it, no, it's definitely dented. You'd have to get a new windshield. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But yeah, and then so they alley oop it, and Charlie gets it and does one little like back move and scores, and everyone celebrates like it was the greatest thing. Well, ever. he had presence of mind to yeah. collect the puck once it was back in play. Well, no one was actually playing right. during this match. Like, <laughs> no one's even trying. They're all just standing off to the side all the time. So, yeah, then you see the you see Keenan's special shot. Yes, the knuckle puck. The knuckle puck. And it's basically that he sh- puts it ups on his... Ups the puck. Yeah, he ups the puck and then hits it. And somehow that means that physically it raises in the air and goes lower and comes back... <laughs> Physics. <laughs> yep. No <laughs> physics in that shot, but but Fulton is very very impressed. Yeah. By his shot. So that is one of the two most important things from this scene. The other one is we learn the sequence of stick, gloves, gloves. and shirts. Shirt. Yes. Because Kenny Wu is a short guy who is getting creamed everywhere and is you know very scared of guys that are larger than him. Yeah. So he gets taught that when someone comes up to you, you drop your stick, you drop your gloves, and then pull their shirt from their back over their head. Yeah. Which still doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you would never be able to do that in a real hockey game. Yeah. but Unless yeah. you are squirt, like two guys are going, okay, we're going to have a fight, and they both ceremoniously almost yeah, put down right. their gloves or their stick, their gloves, and then start going at it. Right. Yeah, so. Then everyone's great. They're like, yeah, yeah, we We did know it. how to play tough we, now. Yeah, now, now we're Team USA. This is going to be yeah. great. So the bus drives off, and the gang walks away. We don't know if they're a real gang, but. Right. Ru- and Russ's brother goes, bye, Team USA. Go get him. Go get him. Yeah, go get him, Team USA. Because he it's gives a shit. Sent up, uh, yeah, it's all sent him out. By the way, he mentions at the beginning that he hasn't been watching, that Keenan's been watching and telling him how much they suck. <laughs> so that's the other thing, too. He's not even paying that's attention. Right. But yeah, then they go back and that Jan... That is a damn nice condo. It's a nice condo. Jan shows up as Who's well. Who's there? He, yeah, He's he, in the condo. In the condo somehow. And says that the the shop is closed for the first time in 10 years because he had to come down for this. And this is not a coach's house. And he mentions that he didn't sell Bombay as an attractive guy who can do it. He sold him on or the miracle man. He's a guy who knows how to make people play team hockey. You, You look like you just got out of the shower. Yeah, yeah. He's making fun of his hair again, which they would probably hate nowadays when everyone's hair is chilled. In a way, he looked like um, Barry Melrose, who was the uh, LA Kings coach, but then a uh, color announcer or hockey announcer, I believe, mostly for ESPN. I don't know if he's still there now. But he then figures everything out in his head by rollerblading by himself with a stick with no puck somewhere near the beach. Right. And everything's great with his knee. Yeah. Like, everything's completely fine. He has a wrap on it, but it's just a wrap. But... That's really dangerous for your knee that soon after an injury, I'm sure. And then they have a nice moment where he's looking out in the sunset with his stick. And yet somehow can't get to the game on time. Or did he forget? Ah, I don't think it's forget. He wanted an entrance, I guess. (laughs) So the USA is playing Germany and he's not there. By the way, is this where they find out? Oh, yeah. No, this is against Germany. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, he he learned his lesson and is showing how much he's changed by being late. By being, yeah, by not showing up. So then they have to find a coach. Now, once again, this is like the Olympics. Yeah. So they have to find a coach in order to play, and the ref lets them allow Miss McKay McKay to pretend to be coach. 
Right. They don't put that on programs on and things, and they don't say, like, this is the coach of this team, and this is, yeah. And plus, we've never even gotten to the fact that maybe there should be at least one, ideally two, maybe even three assistant coaches whose job is to step into this role. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Makes no, no sense whatsoever, but it's I, it's funny. Whatever. Yeah, so they have a hard time with them, uh, with Germany up at first, and Miss McKay's like... Um, they have to teach her how tired. to be a coach, kind of. Yeah. They're tired. They, they We need to... Trade places. And also, Charlie should know what that means. He shouldn't yeah. be like, what are you talking about? And then she says, new players. And he's like, oh, say change it up. Like, he should have known yeah. what was going on there. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Why didn't Charlie go, look, look, look I'm going to coach. Look, yeah, I'll coach. Yeah. <laughs> that should have been his stand-up moment. So it's still part of the match or whatever. Yeah. And Bombay shows up now, not in a suit. He shows up in the team jacket, the Team USA jacket, and he's got the duck call. And he's making it, and no one is paying attention to like what is this and why do they get a timeout now? Yeah. And how do any of this make any sense if, and everyone's just standing around watching him make the duck call? Yeah. If you're in the audience, you're like, who's this idiot with a duck call? Or they go, Oh, we've been following this. That's <laughs> Coach Bombay. Why wasn't he here before? And now what is he doing? And uh, I'm pretty sure there are some people there that are extensively following that team. They probably, as fans went, at the beginning of the game, hey, where's Coach Bombay? Yeah. Who's that chick? Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. It's double elimination. Iceland had a out. trainer. Yeah. They didn't have a trainer. They didn't even have a trainer. No. Yeah, he uses the duck call, expecting all will be forgiven. What a goober. Yeah, because the other people on the team, especially Jesse, is like, why should we trust? He's just going to let us down again. Why should we do this? Well, if you notice, everyone looks pissed except Connie, who has a shit-eating grin of, he's back. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's already ready. So the romance between Gordon and Miss McKay is a peck on the cheek. He doesn't even, he just comes back and just does it. Like, it's a very awkward, yeah. awkward moment, which makes no sense. But she seems to, like, blush. Like, she, right. I guess she wanted it. Thank but, you. Yeah, she's like, okay. But yeah, he's like, I just want one more chance. He's like, I'm back. Yeah. I'm ready to go. He does not apologize for being late to this game, though. He apologizes for his actions, technically. Yeah. But that's it. But then this is the funny part to me, and this one makes, like, no sense is so the match starts by the way the germany deutschland jerseys are awesome yes they, uh, they're, they have the uh, the winged uh, eagle yeah the really old school they it looked really nice but so they go ahead and they're setting up the flying v but jesse is the leader of it and doesn't want to do it and it's like dude he just apologized like why is it such a big thing for you and charlie has to call to him and say jesse just do it like, yeah. what's the matter with you? So Jesse finally, and Goldberg has to tell him too, like, just do it. So then it's like a monumental thing for Jesse to, I guess, take this as an apology and do the flying V. Right. Or he just realized it's a really stupid move that we were able to get away in peewee hockey. It probably <laughs> yeah. won't work now. But somehow it does against a huge Germany So here team. we go. They're coming up. Yeah, they a few people have crossed the blue line yeah, before yeah. the puck. We, They're offside. They're offside. <laughs> yeah, we... Uh, we're watching it. We always have... Anytime I do Ian Hates Movies, I have the movie on in yeah. the background if I can, like if it's not a new movie. And yeah, it's offside. So, <laughs> But everyone hugs and everyone cheers. Yeah. and Including yeah. Wolf the Dentist Stanson, who's been sitting there the entire game. Yeah, so he has been there longer. Him and the trainer yeah. have been there longer than Bombay. Why didn't he coach Team USA? Yeah, he should have been like, hey. That should have been the plot twist. Be like, look, I'll I, coach both teams in the I always just wanted to be Team USA's coach. <laughs> so yeah, so now you have the moment where he gets rid of the marketing gimmicks from Hendrix, a cutout. He puts it, and I love their, I guess they 
were doing a whole dare thing where he goes, this is a distraction. And he points to the cardboard. And he goes, this is a fire in a barrel. Yep. This is a distraction in a fire in a barrel. Any questions? And everyone cheers. So for a few of you millennials, there are these commercials. Yeah, to try and keep people off drugs, which yeah. is dumb. Yes. Yeah, they work. So yeah, they, someone would crack an egg and they go, well, they would show you an egg and they go, this is your brain. And they crack the egg open on a pan and start frying and they go, this is your brain on drugs. And so any questions like for people that like eggs. So they'd be like delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Brains. Yeah, right. So now this is one of the dumbest montage. Well, montage. Did, would that drum fire in front of an arena have violated any type of code? Probably. And also you would think that the guy from Hendrix would be pretty pissed off about right. it as well. But they don't show him now and this. And they never have a, by the way, they never have a fight with the Hendrix guy. It's yeah. never a quite like, get out of here. You're not allowed in here. It, the Hendrix guy is just all of a sudden behind Bombay again. Right. Because he's winning, I guess. Yeah, I think that's the rationale. But, but he's not Hendrix really supporting anymore. So yeah. he's it's it seems very strange. Maybe he's conceding that, look, in order for him to win, I've got to back off. I've, he's got to be less Hendrix. Which is not what normally happens in a kid's movie. Normally, the bad guy is the bad guy for the whole entire time until yeah. the very end. But yeah, now it's a montage so time. So they finally start watching video yeah. of the Iceland team. They finally start doing that. Plus, they finally start working out and training, like yeah. actually going on treadmills. Trying to get shit. Luis to break, yeah, to they, stop. Yeah, to stop, yeah. The dumbest way ever possible because <laughs> they have to set up all the Coke cans that he There's can. a mellow yellow can. There's a mellow yellow. There's Fanta. Cherry Coke. Crush. All, yeah, which the Fanta one makes sense because that's German. Yeah. So, by the way, do you, Fanta, know how, Fanta, Fanta? do you know how Fanta came into being? No. So if I if I have the story correct, which I or the history correct, which I think I do, Fanta was made during World War II because of embargoes and everything. No one would ship soda to Germany because that's a bunch right. Of, being You're a right. bunch of fucking I've heard dicks. That. I have heard that. <laughs> yeah, I have so heard that. They go, we'll just make our own soda. Yeah. And that's how Fanta came about. So they've got this whole thing where they're setting up all these Coke cans on the ice. Do you know how long it would have <laughs> taken them every single time he ran into them? Well, plus he stops. Or he doesn't stop, rather, and he falls on top of them, right. denting, denting and making the majority of them useless. Yeah, so Jans has to stack yeah. new cans. Yeah. It's a tr- it's a it's a V shape that is like seven high and like fifteen across. <laughs> that takes so fucking long. Well, where do they get all those cans too? That's also a good point. I mean, they were drinking a lot, so they're teenagers. Yeah, they're like, true. yeah, yeah. So, Surge, sur- oh. Surge is back. Oh, it is back. I did buy some, by the way. Oh, oh okay. wait, I thought I offered you like a long time ago. I bought them. I had them in my fridge. I offered you during a podcast before. Did I? Like oh. when we were doing uh, Total Package I don't or whatever. Remember. I don't think I remember. But oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. But it's it's Surge. It tastes the same. Yeah. It's just full of fucking caffeine and shit. Right. But uh, I had to for nostalgia reasons. And by the way, Luis never really learned how to stop no, during he this never, montage. He did not. It was during a match. So yeah. I see. I keep saying match, but it's game. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing all this and they're doing shooting practice. They're doing everything. And then everyone's all happy and they call for Banks. And Banks comes out, and he waits for everyone to leave, and then he's going to tape up his wrist. And that's when Bombay is like, ah, I should have seen this. Just think how great you'd be with two good wrists. Now they have their heart-to-heart because Banks realizes he really shouldn't be playing. And he says, I got to bench you. And he's like, no, my dad, you know, the scouts and all this kind of stuff. And then Bombay tells him the, the heartfelt story about how every time that his father came out to a game. Now, his father was extremely busy yeah. during his childhood. But so whenever he was able to make a match, it was like special. He's like, I want to score 100 goals. But before my dad died, he told me that the happiest moments of seeing me were out on that pond, yeah. just skating and enjoying myself. 
And so he was saying, that's the way your father feels about you. He was proud of me because I was his son. Right. And that's always a nice, you sure. know, it's a kid's movie and stuff. It's, you know, it's nice. And it's not always true. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of parents aren't like that. You really have yeah. to, you really have to work to gain their love. Well, just like in Ninja Turtles, when Splinter's like, all fathers care for their sons. And I'm like, no, 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 no not really. No. But also Gordon apologized to Adam Banks for reporting the original incident and the injury to the officials. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. No, he's just like, you're benched. <laughs> yeah. you're off Sorry. The, yeah, you're off the roster. And by the what way- What if somebody asked me why I'm injured, coach? <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. I can say for me, I did have a father who was proud of me no matter what, even though I was amazing at sports. Yeah. <clears throat> what Put I will on. say, though, a separate, a separate thing <laughs> is when I went over and I told the story about Iceland, when I went over to play in Liverpool yeah. and I got to wear my last name on my, on my kit. We had specially made kits for it. When I scored goals, I pointed up to my dad who was in the stands because that was like my way of saying like, look, I got a chance to Aww. do something. Yeah, it was my, that was my reverse moment. So you're like Doug like, Christie and your dad is his wife. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was good. So yeah, I, that was my little sentimental moment, yeah. you know, because sports was a big thing, have always been a big mm. thing for me yeah uh playing since i was like three years old of every different sport and everything so yeah. to be able to do that i understand what adam banks is doing yeah. like i think a lot of people do who had fathers that were good enough to stick around and all that kind of stuff yeah. so we learned that not only did team usa beat canada which is always a great thing yes. always right. um the rush iceland got upset by the russians now this is a double elimination tournament. Right. Wouldn't that put Iceland in the same loser's bracket with the U.S., which means they'd have to face each other in the semis? Right. I totally agree. Thank it made, you. It made, I guess they wanted to show that they weren't. I don't even know why they wanted to take away from them. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to lower them a little bit. But what they, I guess to make it that they could beat Iceland at some point, now the U.S. has to fight Russia Oh, you started the fight. Has to, has to. <laughs> that go, is a great word. Yeah, has to go against Russia. But that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you'd be in a different bracket. Right. You would meet Russia in the final. Yeah, exactly. So very, very strange. They also, because now Banks is out of yes. the roster, you know, Charlie goes to, to Coach Pompey and says, you know how I always said I'd be a better coach than player? Look at my loafers. Yeah, look at <laughs> I have the new Air Bombays. He goes, I did some scouting. Now, by the way, (laughs) some scouting. He didn't do any scouting. Everyone saw what Keenan could do. Keenan scouted himself. Yeah. Plus, Keenan wasn't even the best player out there. (laughs) His brother was. Yeah. No. Someone, the Hispanic kid in the gang, who told Luis Mendoza, use the brakes, baby. Use the brakes, baby. I I did. We forgot about doing that. And we never mentioned, by the way, that team, a team or whatever, the people that they were playing against, all look like rejects from the Road Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like with how they were wearing their pads and everything like they were the like we're gonna get you to urban go. yeah urban we, hockey players yeah we really urban hockey players it's funny to say <laughs> but yeah because you have to be like they make it seem to be like the poor versus the rich kind of thing but to play hockey you have to be able to afford that stuff like that yeah. is that is unfortunately the problem with hockey is you really need to afford sticks 
the pucks, the pads, skates. and the skates. Like, that is all very expensive stuff. Like, that's the unfortunate part. And that's why you don't have widespread hockey yeah. is because of that. Where with basketball, you pick up a basketball. With a football, you just pick up. You don't You don't buy the pads yeah. to play flag football or touch football. You just tackle. Like, baseball is that middle ground where you need, you know, the baseball's bat. Baseball is a more expensive one, too, in yep. most cases. Yeah. The hope is that you only need one bat. And one ball, except for in Sandlot, which we'll talk about the ball. So, yeah, they uh, introduce Russ Tyler, and Russ Tyler's like, you never heard of my knuckle puck? Gordon's like, nope. And then they give uh, knowing looks to each other, Pacey and <laughs> Pacey and Keenan, like, oh, we're going to show him. Yeah. <laughs> so without any testing whatsoever, yes! they just give him a roster slot. He is also not in shape, so I'm not sure how he's playing actually anything but anything um, but goalie. Are there any rules about adding players nope. after the tournament already started? Nope. And no age limits and no nothing apparently because yeah. he's supposed to be younger than everyone, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, he just gets put on Team USA, hometown hero, hometown yes. hero, and he makes a knuckle puck shot against Russia, Russia who upset Iceland. Yeah, so, and yeah. they mightily handled Russia. That was nothing. Yeah, it was like nothing for them, right? Yeah. So at that point, Wayne Gretzky meets the team, and in WWE 2016 fashion, someone goes, hey, that's Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Yeah, Pacey. Yeah. And Wayne's just like, Wayne will be fine. But Wayne is a terrible actor as well. Yeah. But yeah, they do. And by the way... Gretzky blesses U.S. effort. The headline to the right of that, because I did, even as a young kid, it is Celtics prolong Spurs misery. False. Yeah, in the 90s? The yeah. Spurs screwed over the Celtics that draft. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's the game. I think it's the game that yeah. they played. But I'm still like, fuck you. <laughs> what I, are you talking about? The Cel- Bill Simmons said it himself. They were supposed to get Tim Duncan, and now you did, and you had all the champ what are you talking about yeah, why would why would tim duncan want to go to a racist city <laughs> and that was yeah. the reason by the way but look i just don't like seeing the celtics pro anything about spurs misery that's all i'm saying i don't like any of that so, well in reality it in reality work. it, it all work came out, out that way yeah it came out very well for, for san antonio yes uh but that's side side talk but yeah, yeah so now it's team usa and the last practice before they face iceland in the finals somehow it still doesn't make much sense yeah but they face Iceland in the finals. They're just going to have fun. Yeah. So the, not even scrimmage. No, which nothing. would be that would be, be fun to me. Yeah, that'd be fun, and it keeps everyone in shape and blah yeah. blah whatever. So he takes a beach ball, and now everyone's kicking around the beach ball, and that's fun for them during practice. Yeah. And somehow in the middle of that, the entire Iceland team manages to get onto the ice with their pads and everything. <laughs> yeah. No one notices. Skate across the opposite end to ha- center ice. And uh, Wolf takes the beach ball and deflates it. Makes it. He makes it look like that. He deflated a basketball. Right. And by the way, you would think that there would be a schedule that right. teams have to follow. So and either, an official there to enforce it. Yeah. Either Team USA was in the wrong for coming to practice, or Iceland is obviously wrong for interrupting their practice. Yeah. Like there, and there would be sanctions on this. It yeah. Would be yeah. People in control of this situation. Yeah. So Wolf and Gordon Jawjack. Uh, Gordon's like the only thing that was little was your career in the pros. But um, <laughs> so he challenges him to a game of one-on-one hockey called three bar, which is ridiculous in the first place. Yeah. I just want to skip through it. Yeah. They, so well, Gordon completely forgets that his knee was fucked up. Yeah. Oh no, he's great. He's doing a great job keeping up with, Den- and he takes the lead. He's about to win, and the dentist hits him, hacks him from behind in the same knee. Yeah. But yet he's okay enough to get up. 
and the team does not attack the other team. Right. Like, it was very strange. Like, yeah. you would think Fulton or Portman or something would go up and fucking punch him. Yeah. Do something. Well, they, hold him, they held him back. And and no media report, nothing. No, nothing it's about not- this altercation where Stanson would probably be punished and the team disqualified, most likely, from the championship. Yeah. I would assume, but no, no. So now it's game time. Yeah, so Adam Banks comes in. Um, he comes in to say he's okay. And I used to uh, go to this website called moviemistakes.com a lot where you could see continuity errors, like sure. shots where you could see the cameraman and the reflection and shit. Adam walks in and he said, um, I woke up this morning and the pain was gone. You can see County mouthing and the pain was gone. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm bring that up. Yeah. So now Bombay is like, I'm sorry, we don't have any roster spots. Though you could probably get rid of a ton of people Kenny. on that team. Yeah, Gee. Yeah. Whatever, you know, all these Averman. people. Averman, yeah. <laughs> all these people, but instead Charlie says, you know, hey, let me step aside and I'll let him have my roster spot. Yeah. And Russ looks on like, thanks, bro. So Team USA came out to a packed Arrowhead pond because about 10,000 people really wanted to see youth hockey at the Junior Goodwill Games that day. Apparently during, like for goofs I read, it's noticeably like absent of people. So they had to put cardboard cutouts. Yeah. (laughs) Which you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's now the Honda Center. Just wanted to point out instead of the Arrowhead Pond. Which oh, okay. was a much cooler name. Gotcha. More instances where the Iceland players trip people and, and just, not get called. Yeah, nothing right. goes uncalled. Russ gets out on the ice and before he can do the knuckle puck, someone uh, because they know. Him. Hey, look for the guy that does that weird shot. That's what you do when you scout your opponent. Yeah, exactly. So Averman says Iceland's bigger, stronger. They have more facial hair. <laughs> yes, and they and they are wiping the floor with Team USA because they're still not. They still haven't learned what they're supposed to be doing. Yes. Yeah. Against, yeah. So they sent Adam Banks out there again. He gets whacked again. And once again, it's a two-minute penalty. Yeah, that's crazy. In my country, we call that a love tap. <laughs> so in an arena, the crowd did the wave, which just always bothers me. In yeah, an arena, sure. I just don't do that. Um, Luis tripped someone trying to stop a breakaway. And that mess that slid into the goal counted as a goal. Yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah, right, right, right. So spoiler, the USA wins. When I look back... It really makes me more satisfied that they overcame the shitty refing too. Yeah, they did. They definitely overcome the shitty refing. And I mean, but let's also say the refs somehow allowed them to do all their stupid shit, but they got in trouble for it. So, well, for one, they do the, they try to do the, uh, the flying V. <laughs> yes. That's and of course that does not, that does not work. Turns into a five on none for Iceland. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what you would do is you knock out that first person and the other three and then you're fine. Yeah. Like, because they'll knock out the other people. Like, that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's bullshit there. And then, <laughs> which which weird thing do you want to do first? Uh, let's start with the Bash Brothers. Okay, go ahead. So they start coming out, and they start throwing their weight around, which does have an effect. Yeah, effect. absolutely, yeah. But then they start jawjacking into the crowd. I've been using that word a lot. You did. Um, they start banging on the board. They start banging on the heads of the Iceland players, which I thought was funny. Yes, of course. Um, Kenny Wu skated up the ice. He did a figure skating trick, passed it to Fulton. Well, Fulton took it. Yes. And then he passed it to Kenny, and Kenny scored. And then he finally called back to the stick gloves and shirt. He beat up an Ice- the Iceland goalie, I believe. Yeah, and then got two minutes again. Yeah. So now all of them are out. Yeah, well, yeah, then the Bash Brothers start revving up yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah. So all three of them are in the penalty box together. Yes. Now, it made sense to rev up the crowd a little bit because that does help a lot of times, yeah. especially if it's the hometown yeah. kind of thing. But 
once again, like the not getting a penalty for time wasting and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So Connie comes out, gets flattened, and then before she can get smashed again by Sanderson, yep. Dwayne just jumps out and with his rope. Who? Stops why would him. Why would he have his rope there? By the way, that's that's well, a that's good right. Question. He's from Texas. He always yeah. has his rope with him. Exactly. So yeah, he lassos him, and he. We never learn what Gee thinks of that. By the way. Because you're just not supposed to care anymore because Guy and her like aren't a thing anymore, apparently. Like they so never they just talk about it. That underneath the, uh, yeah, they never they talk about it. They swept that again. like a Zamboni, sweeps the ice. But um, topical. So they go into the second intermission and it's still four to one. And Gordon's like, look, I hope you had fun because they, they had fun too. They're yeah. still up three goals. Yeah. And also, the guys that they played against, the inner city guys, are there now. So they're yeah. all cheering on Keenan. There you go. That's my man. boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gordon says, we're never going to stoop to their level. Like, when that guy hit me, I wanted to go back after them, but I've got to be a better man. So they're not, he said, they're not goons and they're not bullies. So Portman's out. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then he starts asking everyone where they're from. And the majority of them are from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. I did think it was kind of uh, cliche, whatever you want to think, that Kenny Wu was from San Francisco. Sure. Um, Russ was, of course, from South Central Los Angeles. Um, Mendoza was from Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida. Which I think yep. is funny. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's almost like uh, when Al Michaels announces football games and they do these starting lineups. Yes. It's like Tristan yeah, Menken in San Diego State University. They probably could have done this earlier in the movie. Gordon says, We're all ducks. And here we go. Just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks, ducks fly, fly together. together. Miss McKay. And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks, ducks fly, fly together. together. Dwayne, and when the rooster's crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, uh, uh, okay, right. ducks, ducks fly, fly together. together. And when everyone says it can't be done, <laughs> ducks fly together. And that's Love Gordon it. by himself. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. That got me jacked up. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to play hockey. <laughs> oh, awesome. wait. Damn. Yeah. So Jan says the old ducks and the new ducks have to unite and they do that by getting the new nhl duck uniforms yes it's funny and everyone makes fun of it yeah everyone makes fun of it because sure they mention the announcer mentions that there's no rule against it yeah the but only i'm sure rule there change. is i'm sure there is a rule against it but then also for everyone to just be okay with that for the crowd to not boo and then for the crowd also for them to have on the screens and everything, go Ducks. It, t- it changes from USA to Duck Power and Team it's Duck. Like, I guess and we're like, Ducks now. Yeah, huh? they, just, they don't even care about Team USA anymore. It's all about the Ducks. And you know in 2016, someone would be completely offended that they were not red, white, and blue anymore. I'm offended. <laughs> well, I'm no, not, I'm not surprised anymore. <laughs>
USA. So yeah, they start USA. quacking. They start quack. quacking. Quack. Quack. And then they play We Will Quack You over yes, the loudspeaker. And everyone's just okay with Including that. Including Don Tibbles. Yes, yes. yes. Who, who's actually one of the loudest ones. Mm-hmm. So starting the comeback was a goal by Connie Moreau. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And then, yeah. Did you notice these duck jerseys? No Hendrix to be found. And Don Tibbles right, is perfectly and he's just fine okay with it. Yeah, the Hendrix guy is like, okay, I guess. Iceland answered quickly, so they went Very quickly, because Aberman just like went right up the center and just gave it away. Yeah. Made no sense. That's something like Lucas would do. Oh, no. hey or Moreno. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. So, Charlie devised an alley-oop play. <laughs> Similar to what happened in the inner city. Yeah, so Dwayne said alley-oop, he whooped it up, and then I believe that was Gee. Was it Gee? Who received it. It might have been. But he gets tripped, no yeah, call. Right. But he walks, whacks the uh, puck in anyway. Yeah, so hey. 5-3. Yeah. So we get to Luis Mendoza's comeuppance. Yeah, woo! So he gets a breakaway. Benny the Jet. He finally stops, and yep. the resulting slush uh, gets all over the goalie. And the goalie is surprised by this, apparently. Because <laughs> he's never had you know, someone slush go in his goalie face, right. his goalie mask. And Gordon has to remind Luis, okay, you broke or braked. Not broke. Put, the, put, puck put the puck in. Yeah. Put it in, Luis. Put it in, Luis. And he Luis. scores. Yep. So it's now 5-4. There's some, they start fi- like basically fighting. Like There's some tussling. Yes. And then um, Gordon calls a timeout. And Wolf says, you know, when 56 Tyler's on the ice, three men on him. Yes. Got that? Yeah. Which is smart. Knuckle puck. Yep. So the Ducks mess around with the puck. And they give it to the Goldberg, who unmasks. And it's not Goldberg. Oh. It's Russ. Yep. And as Bob Miller says, he ups the puck. Yeah, he ups the puck. With the knuckle puck. <laughs> Wolf is pissed the minute it leaves his stick. Yep. Goalie doesn't even make an attempt to save it. Well, well he did. But well, it, yeah, but of course it's a knuckle puck. Yeah, it's not going in. So yep. the game is tied with 0.0, zero, on, the clock. on the clock. Yep. So now it's shootout time. So has there been in any, like, in reality, because they did this in the big green too, has there ever been a thing where they go straight to a shootout and no overtime? No, I don't think so. Okay, so I think just... it's supposed to be an overtime with golden goal, yeah. and then you would go into plot a plot device. Yeah, but there's no. Yeah, why would you do? This? Why so, would you play five minutes overtime? Right. Basically, two people miss. Yeah. Uh, you know, or Goldberg saves one or something, and then fucking Dwayne misses. Yes, going back to my whole, he looks like a guy who can juggle and do all his fancy shit, but never comes up when it matters. Right. Dwayne Robertson, Austin Tech. Right. He does that. Everyone else scores, so then it goes down to Gunnar Stahl. Well, it should be noted, Adam Banks scored the last, the winner yes, for the USA, and he right. looked at his wrist, he looked around, and yeah. Pacey was like, you got this. Because he did a triple deke, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course he scored. So... That leaves, yeah, now it's Gunnar Stahl, the best player, the, the, the leader, leader yeah, the lead scorer of the tournament. Bombay pulls Goldberg and puts in Julie the Cat Gaffney and says, you've got the quicker glove. He's gonna, he's gonna go glove side. He says, he's going to take kid's three. Move. Yeah, I know this kid's moves. He's gonna go three times, stop, and shoot glove side. And she goes, how do you know he's gonna go glove side? He's like, because he's fancy. He'll go glove side. <laughs> what does that even mean? I know. I know. Well, I, I get it. It's easier to score stick side than it is to score glove side on a, on okay, a shot. Yes. On a shot that's far away because he knows he's not going in. Yeah. So he's going to be shooting from farther away. So that's why right. it's, it's fancier because it's easier to catch yeah. with a glove. By the way, we... I mean, wouldn't have it, wouldn't it have helped to throughout the course of the movie taken ten seconds at certain points to go, hey, there's this Gunner Stall kid. Look at this awesome goal he scored. 
But no, yeah, it's no, just like never. at the end of the game, he's the leading scorer in the tournament. Yeah. And the captain probably too, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, he's the one that tells them to go shake their hands. Yeah, yeah. Let's go yeah. shake their hands. <laughs> now it's Julie's turn. So Julie fucking now uh, Gunner's like, oh shit, this is a chick. Like, who cares? Like, I'm I'm scoring this. <laughs> Psh, he goes like Psh. Yeah. Then he goes up and he's like smiling and shit. She counts his move as a one two three like it's nothing yeah like she's not gonna so she, she doesn't get surprised it's by one and two when he deeks two then he deeks three then he stops so he has to stop so why did you count right because <laughs> he said he was gonna stop so he stops and then he shoots and somehow people are all like, oh no in suspense in suspense but the net would have the puck would have gone back in yes. the net and the thing would have gone off that's and the impact of a puck going into your glove, I know it doesn't hurt, as we learned in the first movie. Only if it's full. Yeah, but she'd feel it yeah. and go. But yeah, she catches it, and everyone's waiting to see if she caught it. And then she gets up and she throws it on the and ground. And she had this look of, did I catch it? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> so yes, the ducks celebrate. Uh, Gunner looks pissed. Has no idea that in More the- forlorn. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Crestfallen. Crestfallen. Oh, yeah. Ah, good word. That was what... Um, the word that was used to describe me when I saw the Red Wedding. Oh, I sure. looked so crestfallen. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, the look of a guy who would eventually become a different character in the next movie. Oh, yes. Stanson goes ahead and tells him that Gunner lost it for him. Yeah. And he's like, you lost it for yourself. The first which English is, that yeah. they're speaking. Which is movie. so weird because technically there is no reason for the Iceland guys to be mad at him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really not. He did a good job of coaching. Yeah. Like, he was a dick. Gunnar Stahl should be the new coach Bombay at the beginning of the first movie where he missed that shot. Yeah. You, you should be mad at yourself. Exile yeah. him from Iceland. Right, exactly. So, yeah, then now everyone's celebrating and, you know, Stan- USA flag. Yeah, Stanson goes over and says good job to Bombay. Like, you know, so now everyone's happy. Yeah. Everything's great. You know, there's a longing look between him and Miss McKay, yeah. but they never really do anything with yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, that's. So, real quick, there's a shot. There's another shot of them flying. And the plane turns back into... Again, it's these ducks. are geese. Oh, geese. Okay, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> I, a la moviemistakes.com. That's They're pretty geese. funny. Yeah, and then they do a campfire sing-along Queen. to We Are the Champions. Yeah. Yep. Which is similar to the first movie as well. And by the way, they someone scolds Averman for setting the marshmallow on fire. I've done that before. It's quicker. Happens all the time. Yeah. So that is the end to Mighty Ducks 2. I would also... Even though we're making fun of it... It's a fun movie, yeah. and I would not recommend this. Like, I recommend this to people. I'm sure if you're fucking 40 years old and you've never seen it, then you probably won't like it. Yeah. But you have to think about this is a straight-up kids movie that helped sports. So, of course, we're going to like it. Yeah. If I mean, don't get it twisted, whoever just listened to this entire thing. I had a lot of questions, a lot of cynical yeah, questions. Yeah, I, I think we did a good job of bringing... I hope most of this yeah, stuff up. Like, but I enjoyed watching this movie. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie, and it's actually, this is one of those ones, like, for Ian Hates Movies, there are movies that I absolutely really, really hate, and I make it, like, sell. Yeah. I was like, why did they do this? Why were they hurting me by doing this movie? This is not one of those, because the fun parts of this movie is also to laugh at the stupidity right. of some of the stuff, because it's just a kid's movie, and yeah. that's the How way about a bear is. hug? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Missy, how about a bear hug? It's fucking great. Like, there, there are great things in this movie. Just... Be aware, it is a kid's movie. But look, if you're going to go see Finding Dory and then tell me that that's better than this movie, I can't. I, I don't think that's possible. Yeah, It's in that group of little giants. Yeah, the big green Sandlot in which yeah. we're doing next week. So. Cool runnings, I would actually Yeah, cool runnings that. a little bit. I'm sure we're even missing a couple more that are pretty fun. There is also Airborne, the rollerblading movie that took place I in I love Cincinnati. that fucking movie. I also love <laughs> Brink. Seth Green. I love Brink as well, Ooh, right? That nice. was a good one. 
Yeah, I was a big fan of both. The one where they had to go downhill. Yeah. The huge downhill. That was, was that Airborne? That was Airborne. Okay. Then the other one was the one where the guy worked for like the Soaps and Suds or whatever. Yeah. And that is his team of inline skaters and they had to win all. Oh, it was so great. The bad team was so awesome in that one. <laughs> but yeah, there are little things like that. But I think let's just mention the third one thing because we've already gone for a long time with this. I, I'm hoping people enjoy it. I think yeah. they will. Especially we're talking Mighty Ducks, like yeah. making fun of it. It's fun. Yeah. So the majority of them, everyone except Jesse, got accepted to a prep academy. Which racism much yeah absolutely like serious <laughs> like maybe he just got sick of you know having to show up in the movies or something but i mean russ was there oh that's right he was there that's yeah true. so it's all good all good so, so yeah they're they the jv team they come to find out and the varsity yeah. team picks on them this private school buys the team it gives them full scholarships to this school they would never be able to afford except yeah. for maybe banks yeah. Is, wait, Banks is in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because he goes to the... Yeah, yeah he yeah, gets yeah. to go to the... He goes to the, the senior... So the varsity team. So yeah, they, they get all this free ride. So they basically buy a brand new JV team. So that's what they are. And then the varsity team doesn't like that because who would like that? Right. Who who would like a new team coming in like that? Yeah. So now I guess there's a rivalry always as well between JV and varsity a little bit, which there seems to be with most sports and everything. Yeah. So that makes sense. But yeah, Banks gets... He gets uh, promoted... To varsity, so that obviously means later on he has to choose JV over varsity. They also don't like their coach because they think he's a hard ass. Yeah. You're not Coach Bombay. But Coach Bombay knows how good this guy is somehow but because he used to be NHL, right? But he doesn't tell them about that until yeah. later in well, the movie. Well, also, Bombay is not in the movie until the very end when he comes back as a lawyer yeah to help them Cameo. Because, yeah yeah because the, the school wants to kick them out for sucking for, yeah for sucking yeah basically and it's just a back and forth pacey is very annoying in this movie yes because he wants the whole ducks thing and this isn't how the ducks did it and he hates the school but he meets this chick who is all t- who's like anti-sports or whatever but he falls for her it's not a terrible movie but it's not a great like i still wouldn't mind if it was on tv i wouldn't mind having d3 in the background it's that kind of thing but it's the same like i don't know how you go from being an olympic team to having trouble playing against varsity i mean i'll I'll give them that credit they found a way to make a third movie after having the second one have them face the world right because they weren't going to go into college because that's too serious yeah so they had to do something else so now they're in a prep prep, school prep high school yeah so that's what it is and there are pranks between the two and you know they play each other unofficially and that's where the ducks lose obviously really bad because that's what happens in all of them is you always lose to the good team first and then you come back in the end and that's what happens in the movie so it is just funny to think about where they go from d2 to d3 Mm. But yeah, they smartly put Julie in goal, but then she starts slacking off at Goldberg's behest. Yes. Yeah. There's a whole thing between them where, yeah. And it plays into the finish of the final game where they replay the varsity um, squad. And I believe Goldberg scored or. Yeah, it was something like that. I think he did. Yeah. And one of the players acted like jumped in front of the goal to prevent a goal as well. Right. Yes, there was a lot of selfish, oh, like selflessness. And instead stuff. of, um, so the fun training thing they did was the coach would dump a bunch of trash on the ice and they had to sweep it sweep, off. Yeah, sweep it away, sweep it away. Yeah, trash. Yeah, you don't like the coach at first because they don't like him, but then you do like him later Why? because he ends up fighting for them. Basically, well, not only that, Gordon's like, not only did he play in the NHL, oh yeah, he stopped playing to care for his daughter who's a paraplegic. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, Pacey. What a dick you yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, we've been asshole viewers, too, for not liking him. Right. Well, he was. He didn't explain himself as well. And, and coaches really don't when 
they're coaching teenagers. Right. Like my coaches never gave me like heart to hearts. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's you have more happen. of like coaches were more like the coach in Dazed and Confused. It's like, just sign this damn yeah, waiver. Sign, yeah. And uh, yeah, tell me you're not going to smoke and drink, but know that you're going to do it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, so that's, that's the third movie. There's really, it's, it's fine. Would recommend it if you've seen the other two. Right. Sure. CD3. Yeah. By the third movie, they had run out of gas. It's just it's, the way it was. It's funny to see Pacey like almost the age of Dawson's Creek, though, because I think right. he went from like there to Dawson's Creek, probably. So <laughs> straight to like he moved from he graduated he from graduated the school <laughs> and went to another preppy school yeah. or whatever. Yeah. All in all, I think these are fun. I don't know why I consider them summer movies, but it's also the fucking Olympics were in the summer for this one as well. So it's not the Winter Olympics where they would normally have. You mean the Junior Good? Yeah, the ju- <laughs> I just they're in the Olympics. Right, the, yeah. That's what they're trying for. And again, it is timely because of iceland's recent uh performance in the euros true but now i can like iceland i'm fine with it so i i iceland was an incredible vacation for me well i'd imagine Uh, so even even though i went to a beatles bar which was already a strike because we're everton fans and the majority of people there were united fans in the bar and that was the game we lost to Sutton like six nil wait why didn't you go to uh why don't you go to the LOC bar there? I didn't know which one it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just told that uh, I have a friend going for a bachelor party to Iceland coming up soon. Yeah. And I told him, make sure to look, because I don't remember what the name is, but I was like, look it up, because those guys are awesome. I only know the Boston bar and the whiskey one, which is where Bjork used to spin at. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So yeah, I would recommend these. Tristan, would you recommend Oh, these? absolutely. Yeah. It's Show fun. them to your kids. Watch them again. Yeah. It's, it's a fun, easy movie. It's fun. It's summer movie. It takes us back. I mean, this is where this is the only time I get a little nostalgic. But my nostalgia is not overshadowing knowing that there are problems with the movie. Right. Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is a perfect movie and all critics are crazy for putting this at 21 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I would probably have it higher. But I know why there are plenty of things wrong (laughs) with this movie. But it's funny. It's funny that they would do that. Like, why would why would Austin have a rope? Yeah. You know, why would he? Dwayne, why, well, I from always say, Aust- I, always, Austin, I always call him Austin because of the Austin, yeah. Texas thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm way more nostalgic about the 90s than you are yes. in. But in the context of, yes, now that I'm looking back in 2016, I can say a lot of things sucked. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, we went to a 90s pub crawl and playing, I bought Pogs to right, play, which, right. number one, a lot of people didn't know what those were. But the people that did, even though we had plastic slammers and not metal ones, I was thinking... Wow, I really enjoyed playing this as a kid. Yeah, huh. I did not think that, but I still I still remember collecting them. I was more I ended up being magic cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did have a huge pop collection. collection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly it was playing sports for me and playing magic cards on yeah. the side. <laughs> I didn't tend to fall into categories when I was in school. Yeah. So in fact, I actually am starting a blog cuz I was going to try and do a podcast. I was going to ask plugs. do uh Okay. I can't do a podcast by myself as much as I've tried. I'm not uh, Solo Monster, who's a great podcaster. Or Ian. Or Ian. <laughs> oh, yeah, you normally... Well, I just forgot. I forgot you now have a, the solo, music ve- a solo venture. The music one and... Yeah. Yeah, when Ian Hates Love comes out, I'll have guests on. So, yes, Ian, too. But Thank yes. you for that ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I figured... Every time I try to record, I don't like what comes out, and I write a script anyway, and I'm a journalism major, so why not do a blog? So I'm starting a 90s nostalgia blog called Thank Guapo It's 90s. So thank Guapo It's 90s. I'll, dot squarespace.com oh, okay there you go i'll plug it like in the future yeah as well. and i'll plug it next week uh during the sandlot yes. episode but um 
first article will come out um, around the same time this episode of okay. our um, Mighty Ducks review comes out, and it'll be about California Dreams. Nice. Yes. I do love that. So show. I'm trying to do more the less popular, because anyone can watch Friends or right. Seinfeld. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, who's going to watch Hammerman, Sequest? Right. No, you're you're right. The yeah. orig- that flipper with Jessica Alba in it. Oh yes, yes, yes. Oh man, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Jessica Alba. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely plug this again too. Yeah. But yeah, well, thank you very much, Tristan, for coming on. Thanks for having me on. I will uh, do the plugs for Ian Hates now. So you are listening somehow, which I am very happy about. I hope you're enjoying all the different stuff that we're doing on the show. Please, if you have the opportunity, I know I ask for this every week, but it is important. If you could go to iTunes, rate, subscribe, and share, that's the main one. So write a little review, preferably give us five stars if you like what's going on. That really does help the show. Also, you can do a similar thing on Stitcher. Google Play Music, you know, you can thumbs up and all that kind of stuff. It is very helpful, but you can hear the show on all those different platforms, also on any of your other favorite podcasting apps. We do this so you have a way to hear it, you know, in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, you can go on www.ianhates.com and you can stream and download all the back catalog as well as every new episode there. That's where I also have Ian Hates Music. I have a great band on the show coming up. It's going to be Take the Fall from North Carolina. They are a pop punk band, and there's a big announcement on that show, which I am very excited about. Maybe some exclusive stuff. You never know. Yep, very, very big time. So that's going to happen then. I'm also making another bunch of announcements for that. Then there's going to be Ian Hates Love is coming soon. Like I mentioned before, that's going to be a fun relationship type show. And I think people will enjoy it a lot. So all those are going to be in the same places. Ian Hates Music, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, all the same stuff. If you want to interact with me, you can go on Twitter at Ian Hates Podcast. On Instagram, it's also Ian Hates Podcast. And then on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Make sure to get the likes up there because I know, I know there are so much more people listening. So many more. So like the page. That way you'll get all the updates on everything coming out. And I know you'll enjoy it. You can also talk to me through there. And then you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions, if you want me to do something better, whatever it happens to be, I like talking with people. I like talking with fans and the audience. So let me know. I love doing the show. I'm very happy to have Tristan here. Kelly will be back in a few weeks. The plan is to do the Sandlots next week. And then after that, I believe we're going to be trying to do Suicide Squad. And that's when Kelly should be back. And then we'll take it from there. So we're having our little summer movie, Starship Troopers, uh, Sandlots, Mighty Ducks. It's because there's really not anything out there right now that I care enough about to really do one of these for. You go see Star Trek, maybe. But eh, I, I hated the second one so much. That I don't really want to see the third. Yeah, we're just going to go from there. So, uh, Tristan, any uh, final yeah, things? Thanks for having me and as the 90s nostalgia guy on to review uh, Mighty Ducks and next week's Sandlot. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. I thought it worked perfectly. So, yeah, final words. Any catchphrase you want to go out on? Ducks fly together. There you go. Nice. And Quack Attack is back, Jack. <laughs> and I will end the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. It's a circus. Y'all enjoy that? Yeah! Okay, well, so did they. Because they're still three points up, and we're one period away from defeat. Well, if we can't beat them, we might as well keep our pride. Jesse, that's not pride.
Sure, when Dwayne roped that big oaf, part of me cheered. But guys, I've been there. I know how you feel. I wanted to cream that jerk that busted my knee when I played in the minors. And I really, really wanted to go after Stanson for that cheap shot. But you know what? My knee will heal. And if I become someone I'm not, if I sink to their level, well, then I've lost more than my knee. You understand? We're not goons, we're not bullies. No matter what people say or do, we have to be ourselves. You, who are you? Dean Portman. From where? Chicago, Illinois. You. Guy Germain. From where? Of St. Paul, Minnesota. You. Jesse Hall from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Who are you? Julie Gaffney from Bangor, Maine. Luis Mendoza, Miami, Florida. Greg Goldberg, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Les Averman, Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Fulton Reed, Stillwater, Minnesota. Russ Tyler, South Central Los Angeles. Charlie Conway, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ken Rue, San Francisco, California. Connie Moreau, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Adam Banks, Dinah, Minnesota. Dwayne Robinson, Austin, Texas. Michelle McKay, Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm Gordon Bombay, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. That's right, Jan. And just when you think they're about to break apart, ducks, ducks fly, fly together. together! And when the wind blows hard and the sky is black, ducks fly together! And when the roosters are crowing and the cows are spinning circles in the pasture, uh, okay, uh, ducks fly together! And when everyone says it can't be done, ducks fly together. Now, new ducks and old ducks must unite under a new banner. And I thought perhaps something like this.